I love uh, Nardwar. Nardwar is awesome. <laughs> but uh, Nard Nardwar, Nardwar. You, no, you know Nardwar? enlighten me. Like, you're, you're bound to have seen it before. Nardwar is great. It's it's kind of not an interview. It's that's a performance, yeah. man. That's wild. Yeah. But that's I like. But that just tells you my personality. Like I don't really, you know, I'm more interested in personalities than I. I don't like Nardwar. I like the people reacting to like how how that dude. (laughs) Holy cow! Don't tell me you don't like Nardwar. Because I don't know the references that he's making. I enjoy seeing them be so impressed by it. Um. Yeah, it's cool. It's just everybody, dude. Everybody just likes different things. I don't think that's true. This is Aaron, Jeremiah, and Nate. We play in a band together. We spent years in a band discussing music and everything else. This is a podcast mostly about everything else. Thanks for listening. Like I've heard, I've heard more of the Joe Rogan experience than the than the Conan O'Brien one, and I've far more enjoyed listening to the Joe Rogan ones. Like they're just cover more interesting. You're just a huge me, Rogan like, fan. I get well, it. You love Jeremiah MMA. hates history. You love, like, so Conan's old timey shtick true. is just not going over well. I mean Conan does that half of his jokes are him going, see, look here, see, this is the thing I this is the Conan joke. Yeah. How do you feel about old old timey accent? <laughs> Jeremiah, will you have a strong <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your feelings on old timey accent, because I could shift and be like, ah, hey, she's all, ah, 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 whippersnappers here, and the looks it, it Here's the thing about where you're going, like, where Jeremiah. You from, won't know. Where it went. <laughs> was that just was that just in entertainment, or were people talking that way? Dude, get learned. Dude, I read a bro. I read a piece on it. It it's like Jeremiah only spews flim flam at me all day long. Um, do you know the answer, or are you just? <laughs> Uh, Dude, it's not my hold job. On, hold to educate on. I did you, know bro. something about this for a while. So the, it's called. <laughs> it took you longer to say that than give me the answer. <laughs> so it's people call that the transatlantic or the mid-Atlantic accent, and it was. It I was, don't want a Wikipedia entry. Just I'm telling yeah. you about so it. The accent. It was yeah. created specifically He's onto it for American movies so that they would sound intelligent and not unintelligent as compared to English when the when the when movies and radio was new. But it's not an accent that anyone actually natively speaks. But it was one that like became like the just the mm-hmm. the showbiz way of communicating. Um. So there, that now I told you. But it's weird because now Mid Atlantic accent has like, like, sort of bled into Hollywood culture and popular culture to the point where there's influence on it. It's just weird. So like now, you know, it was it it was like in the same way that like. It was, Walter Cronkite has like influenced right, like newscaster. Right, right, right. Like right. it was de- of, it was designed you know. to mix like certain parts of the English and American accents to a- appeal to the largest and still sound like intelligent, but of the people they were trying to like do all those only things. gum shoes and yeah, it's mobsters used it. No, though. it's in all kinds of radio. Did it all kinds Come of to- on, bro. all kinds of stuff. Did it okay? Um, but yeah. now we, That's dude, joke, can we have bro. a Relax. dude? Let's kick it up back up into Walter Cronkite hour. <laughs> I think we got some good riffs. We can. You got, you we guys see it happening in music riffs? too. There's a certain thing that somebody does with their voice, and it catches on, and everybody does it. Like, what's well, yeah, it's, it's a, like, like when a singer? I love it when singers who have legitimately beautiful voices, like, and I know they don't do it on purpose. Like, they have huge Bob Dylan influences on their voices and the way they drop words and stuff. And it's like you know they, they don't have to like slide off notes the way that he just naturally did because he's not like a classically trained singer. But now all these. People who could sound like a Broadway singer like sound that way because they're so influenced by his art, which I think is really cool. 
I think that's why Aaron's voice sounds so much like John Fogarty. <laughs> He's got the big time Fogarty dude, vibes. Heck, yeah, I want that Fog voice, dude. Dude, I mean, I that's like the most rock and roll voice ever. Yeah, by the way, I, I think, think we need 80% more Bayou songs on this record. We need more Swamp dude, Jams. Seriously, okay, first off, the band's from San Francisco. They all like went to Berkeley and they write Bayou songs, just, dude. That's serious. Yeah, because only someone who's not from the Bayou would like be able to make it sound that. It's just full That's of snakes true. and mosquitoes. That's true. Like, the Bayou is like not a really a place that you're like going to party. I know you guys haven't been to my house recently, but I do have now the Bayou Room, which has got the Bayou Shrine <laughs> in it. And I got like the shrimp shack and the gumbo pot. <laughs> And it's just like my my bayou shrine that I like to keep in my house. Bayou you know? shrine. Yeah, you know. <sighs> Lots of gator Dude, I was on a work trip last week with our friend Steven down to Florida to shoot this project. And we were driving through all this swampland in Florida. And as, oh, yeah, baby. And as I was thinking, this is my l- least favorite like environment. Because like, it's just... That's your least favorite geography. geography. Yeah. As I was thinking that, Steven just turns to me and goes, dude, isn't the swamp the best? <laughs> and I was like, are you joking? He's like, no, dude, I think the swamp is the coolest. And I was like, why? He's like, because there's so much stuff hidden and you don't know what it is. And I was like, I, I, I was like, I guess you don't have a lot of experience with swamp because it's just snakes and bugs. But it blew my mind as I was thinking how much I hated it. What a waste it is. Hey, man, some people some people got their hearts tugging towards the swamp, you know what I mean? And some people don't. They got that swamp. I think that's just, that's what really divides us. They got, they got sw- like as a- There's two kinds of people in this hey, world. Hey, if you throw a Spanish moss in there, I'm going to be in, so. Oh, he did have a good yeah, idea, though, about a, about a, Nate, I feel like you could really help on this, about a series, yeah, about a series, it's called Swamp Cops, and, and, but, uh, and it's just cops in the swamp. And it's all about like you know what what makes their life different being swamp. Yeah, I think I get swamp it. cops. I think I'm there. Yeah, it's a gets a good elevator pitch. Yeah, swamp cops. That's cool, man. <laughs> we got a top five, Jeremiah. Always. Is it hey Nate, play that on. top five music for me, man. Here it is, dude. One of these days, it's gonna be and it's gonna be so loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna break. It's going to break your neck. This one is you know from I mean? Shem Phillips. Shem Phillips is the Shem Phillips of, I don't remember the name. Um, oh, is this a board uh, game guy? Garfield game. Is, it's kind of blocked a little bit. Uh, yeah, he makes board games. Yeah. I, Garp Hill, maybe? Nate, do you know those I board know. games? I don't know. I'll have to ask him. Or Garfield. Uh, Shem. He owns uh, Garfield games. Sorry, Shem. So, sorry, Shem, if I am getting Garfield? any of that wrong. Garfield games? Do you make... like Garfield Wait, are we talking about Garfield again? <laughs> Dude, I told you it's not Garfield time. We we talked about this before it started. We can't do another it's, fully it's Garfield pro- episode. We've done too it's many probably Garfield Garp- <laughs> Yeah, Are we saying Garfield know. or Garpfield? It's, Which one it, is it's it? either <laughs> Garp. It, okay. With a P or with an F? (laughs) I just, I mean, I just, I couldn't tell. Like, we've also done an episode on Garpfield, so I don't want to do another. Like, we've done like three or four Garfields, one Garpfield. How would you, how would you say this word, Nate? G A R P H I L L. That sounded like Garpfield, but (laughs) I'd have to spell it out again. Yeah. Garp Hill and Field do look a lot alike. We're light. giving him the best like publicity on this, although I think he's way bigger than we'll ever be. Garp Hill. Yes. Or Garfield. Okay. Is it Garp yeah. Hill or Gar- Garfield? Yeah, Garp. 
uh, garb peeled. <laughs> <laughs> Have you played any of those games, Nate? Apparently, they're really tire ones. They're like Euro, they're like Euro games, I think. And you know more about okay. that than me. We have to bring Goldman in on this one. I think he's got several worlds. I've, I've taken created. to the it's web, cool. you guys. Taken to the All web. Right, look it up. It's but he's got, he's got the top five childhood cartoons for us. And he's got a few cool ones. Eek the childhood. Cat. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. That was a good I one. I forgot Bobby's about world. Eek the Cat. Dude, Bobby's World. Bobby's I World. I loved the mom's accent. That Don't Minnesota you know, Bobby? You mean that sounds just like it. Nate's relatives? Yeah. Uh, Pinky oh, yeah, and the they, Brain. They do have that sort of accent. It's a Minnesota thing. And Samurai Pizza Cats. That's not real. That's made up. You thought you could get that Is one by us, Mr. Garpfield, but we know better. Is that? No, I don't know. It probably is real. Maybe it's like a random like one season. Two. I don't know. I never heard of it. It sounds fun. So it doesn't exist. Uh, what do you got, Maya? I'll go through. I think these are all pretty safe. Um... Doug. Oh, yeah. Doug was great. Rugrats. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Arnold. I don't know. I never heard of that. He was the one with the football-shaped head. Oh, I've seen it, but I never saw it. Uh, Captain Planet. Oh, you liked Captain Planet. I did. You were liberal from the start. And Recess. Recess was great. Man, I didn't remember... I feel like this is where I fell. I I didn't remember. I feel like cartoons for me were just like a thing, like as a whole. Like I was more prepared for the yeah. question of like, did you like cartoons? And my answer would be yes. Um, and then you try to think hey, of them, and you're like, oh, did that, you like it was hard, cartoons? It was hard to think of them. Like I didn't know. Like there, there. I I remember cartoons, but not necessarily specifically liking them but i think i liked all these like i watched more of these than most so captain planet i don't even know if that belonged on there but i remembered i mean i can sing the song yeah i can sing the song super i couldn't we should do the cover that is a single right there there you go um yeah like i literally had to look up like top 200 cartoons of all time (laughs) to remember any like I was thinking of so, and then as I was watching them, I was like, "Oh, I like that one. I like that one. I like like there was. I didn't have a super strong feeling yeah. about a lot of them, negative or positive. I just liked a lot of them because I would just remember they were always on when I got home at the end of the day, right? And then and then they were on Saturday, and so I mean, now, yeah, one Saturday morning, man. Yeah, I didn't have cable. One so. Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, that was. Great. I was doing this the other day with Meg. Uh, after these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. You oh, man. That? <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, it was blowing my mind thinking of that, that stuff Oh, again. man. I didn't have cable, so I didn't get like any of the... I didn't get Nickelodeon or like Cartoon Network or anything. Um, so I literally... I've got a couple honorable mentions, but I'm really not trying to cheat. I literally thought they were the same show. Because remember, some shows had lots of little vignettes in them. Um, yeah. So I, like, I didn't realize that... I'm going to say my first one is Pinky and the Brain. Um, but I actually thought yeah. that that and Animaniacs and Tiny Toons was all the same like kind of mega show, which I think it was like they're all WB. Yeah, right? and I but they all used to play like so close together that I just I thought I think maybe Pinky and the Brain started as a short on one of the other shows or something. Uh, but anyway, Pinky and the Brain uh, would be the winner there, and then uh, Rescue Rangers. Uh, I liked that, oh, but yeah. I but again mm-hmm. I thought that was the same kind of show with Darkwing Duck and Tailspin. Like, those all, to me, 
were all yeah. I would have thought that too. Like I just thought they were like a mega hour like cartoon. I didn't register as a kid that they were different shows. Just they were different stories. Picky the Brain, Rescue Rangers, uh, Batman, the animated series. I was like super in into that. Um, and then that's cool. Yeah. X Men. I think I think X Men had more of like a dramatic edge. Like I think there was like romance and like the whole like. Wolverine loved. I think. I think it got me more into like drama and like the other stuff. It was just like, how is the good guy gonna win, or how is it funny? But I remember that one being a turning a little bit. Is like, oh, is this? Are this? Is this couple ever gonna get together, or is this guy ever gonna meet his dad, or whatever? And then um, my last one was uh, just GI Joe. I mean, when I was a kid, I was just super into GI Joe, and that's like more like late eighties. But um, but I stuck to we stuck to kid ones, right? We didn't we weren't talking about ones we liked as adults or yeah, childhood. Okay, yeah, so that's what I was um, saying. I did. I I'm didn't gonna do swap. That. I'm gonna swap out Captain Planet, by the way. For I wasn't even thinking earlier. Um, beep, 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 beep. Not allowed, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not allowed. Am I breaking the rules? Sorry. Yeah. Is it um, the, like uh, the Bugs Bunny Elmer Fudd? What was swamp that? Cops? What was that? Was that Looney Tunes? That was Swamp Cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Looney Tunes, just the uh, basic. Yeah, just Looney Tunes. Yeah, that, I definitely watched that. I mean, I watched a ton of that, Captain but I think Planet. I liked Tiny Tunes better when yeah. it came out. It was a little more edgy. It was more Gen X. It was speaking to me. All right, Nate, what do you got? Mm. I like man. I, Looney Tunes are so good. Just like classic ones are mm-hmm. so good, huh? Yeah. I I feel like I didn't as a kid. I didn't. Did care. you know that they that they have redone Elmer Fudd and taken the gun out. Yeah, I heard about that. Do you know what he's using now? No, what is he using? A carrot? A a scythe. Oh, like that you'd cut corn with? Yes. That seems more violent. It's terrifying. Oh, the corn knife. Yeah, the curved corn knife. The big corn corn sword. It's a corn sword. Oh, the corn sword. (laughs) Watch out, bunny rabbits. That seems way worse. Yeah, my corn sword. That's cool, man. I'm I'm in favor of that. The Dude, corn sword is brutal. wild looking. So you were saying you didn't like remember cartoons, Nate? Is that what you were saying? You forgot they existed until we mentioned it. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, I don't really remember watching like a ton of cartoons like when I was really little. Like, I feel like I was like kind of older when I was like I was like eight to twelve. Mm-hmm. I liked DuckTales. DuckTales ripped, also, like, dude. Little duck, duck, duck guys. Scrooge right? McDuck. theme song. D- D- uh, duck children. Uh, nephews. Duck diving Ducks. into his big duck money. His big pile of duck money. Money money pool? Doesn't really make sense as an adult. You're like, wow, that would hurt. <laughs> I, I like that, though. Uh, so my favorite as a kid was Johnny Quest, like the original one. I've never one. seen it, but I know about it. <clears throat> Didn't have access I'm to sure it. it doesn't hold up. <laughs> that's probably on one of those cool I, from like I the don't 60s. think any of these hold up. I think that's definitely. I don't know, dude. I think Rescue Rangers. I was obsessed solid. with Johnny Quest. Fine, Quest's. if like, you want to go ahead and assume that you'd still like some of these. What what it, was what's Johnny yeah. Quest's vibe? I don't really. Is he like a? I don't. I didn't know about that. Kid James well, Bond okay. or something. <clears throat> so Johnny Quest is awesome. Okay, got it. Uh, and he's almost as good as Garpeel. <laughs> Gar- um, Garpeel. <laughs> He's almost as good as Garfield. No, no, no. Yeah, he's getting close. No, um, Johnny Quest is cool. He's like a little kid, and uh, his dad is like a big wig, cool scientist guy, adventurer guy. 
and his dad's bodyguard, his name is Race Bannon, and he's like a a hunk and like a cool guy, spy guy. And that's cool. And they fly in like a high tech plane and like do spy stuff. And then they have like a um, a little Indian friend named Haji, which we don't need to talk about all that, but he's cool. I'm he sure he was a well rounded some... character. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into the show. Like the show is almost certainly racist. There's definitely listen, racist. Very stuff few in the things show. are as problematic as an episode of Garfield, anyway. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to get into that too much. But as a kid, I loved it because it's like straight up like monster movie. Like they fight like cr- you know dinosaurs and they fight like mummies and crazy sci-fi stuff and and it's just like and it's like animated it's Hanna Barbera so it's like animated not cartoony it's like realistic drawings right so imagine in your mind that it's like mm-hmm. you know there's no like crazy like proportions or anything like a human being just looks like a human mm, right um it's awesome it's so cool i loved it that was for sure my favorite cartoon um and then i also really like speed racer oh it's um, just kind of trippy isn't it yeah, it's real, and it's weird because I don't, I don't like anime now. Like I don't care about it, um, but yeah, it's like '80s anime, and it's so yeah, it's super weird, bizarro. I loved it. Um, what else did I say? Uh, SpongeBob. That was like I was older when that came out, but I watched that like religiously. It's still funny for sure. I've never watched like, an episode. Like I've just missed it. Um, it's it's super. It's as smart as any adult cartoon that's out i mean i see the memes and i'm always like so you're saying a lot of these memes are good because the show's already good they're not making it yeah i mean i think you are probably a little too old to have watched it when it was on no i yeah for sure came out like 99 yeah um i was well into watching jackass and doing things with my friends and driving cars so cool dude you got like a trans am (laughs) or something (laughs) so cool (laughs) Uh, you got one more. My last one is my last one is The Simpsons, which I wasn't allowed to watch, but I still oh, watched that forbidden it. fruit tastes the best. I mean, The Simpsons that's still like the greatest. That's so funny. Of all like time. I'm not saying I never did wrong things. Obviously, I did, but like if I knew I couldn't do something, like I couldn't do it, man. So you would sneak, you would sneak that, even though you knew you weren't supposed to watch it. I yeah, I yeah that I that one didn't it. didn't feel. <laughs> that one didn't feel that bad to me. I don't know. <laughs> I would no. My trick was I would be like watching the, something that should have been equally banned, like King of the Hill. My parents would be like, "Are you watching The Simpsons?" I'd be like, "No, this is not The Simpsons. This is not The Simpsons." <laughs> I'd be like, oh, okay, as long as it's not The Simpsons, you know, like or like I I remember like watching uh, like Beavis and well, I guess Beavis and Butthead probably would have got nailed on because the name was so obviously sinful. Yeah. Um. So I went to butt, a butthead I went there. to a Christian elementary school and one of the kids started doing just going dope and like so like we just started doing it you know just like <laughs> it was just goofing around just dope you know like whenever something would go wrong and one day the teacher comes in and sits the whole class down and is like <laughs> this is so funny to think about one of our teachers just happened to be flipping through the television the other night <laughs> and it landed on a show long enough for him to hear this thing that we've been hearing you guys saying and it was on the simpsons and it was homer simpson that does the dough thing and you guys are not allowed to say that anymore oh my gosh 
The I, Simpsons are I the do love the idea. I totally believed them at the time that they just happened to be flipping through the channels and like not that they were actually sitting and watching it, you know. Oh man. Oh, Simpsons is so good though. Holy cow. I wish I could have watched it more. I don't know. I, this is going to be crazy. I don't know that I've seen a full episode of The Simpsons. That does not surprise me. Yeah, I think I think I need to do like I've seen for sure ep- full episodes, but it's maybe under like 20, and I feel like I should do like top 25 episodes and just watch them. Because uh, I know, like, when it's good, it's really good. Um, and like, I, I don't know the premise at all. Okay, well, no, let's stop right here. Jeremiah, that is a, tell me what the show's about. As best as you can tell, there's no way you're not going to yeah. get pretty close. And don't start <laughs> explaining the plot of Garfield. <laughs> this is Okay, I, I assume that there's not a significant ongoing storyline. I mean, at this point, it seems like they don't age, right? You're, you're pitching it to us age. first. You're telling me, man. You're telling okay. me. Okay. Uh, I think <laughs> it's about a a family, and it's just about their daily life, and like the the daughter is smart, and so there's that dynamic. Right. How many characters can you name? And the the son's like a like a you know rascal. You know, got always getting into trouble. <laughs> I don't know anything about Marge. Um, oh, you know names. And you know Homer, names. Yeah, Marge, Homer, Lisa, and uh, Bart. Bort, and I right. don't know the baby's name. Yeah, I don't know the baby's name. Um, but but um, uh, Homer is uh, just a blue collar dead. I don't know if he's a deadbeat dad, but basically like a like he's he's there, but he's basically a, a failure of a dad, just a dummy who likes duff beer. And I feel like he works at the airport. <laughs> that that's kind you're I can, kind of I can get, see why think, he says yeah, that. I, I know can, exactly why he says yeah, that. Yeah, I get why you would say it's that. It's all those shots okay. of him in front of the control panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just about him going to the bar. It's mostly about Homer going to the bar, going to work and just like letting people down constantly. (laughs) I want to make a show for kids about a dad who lets people down all the time. And also he works at an airport. (laughs) Is that a kid's show? I I just assumed it was not, not, but it became one. It's like a family guy. Like, like I think family guy is ripping off. the. Do you know who serves the beer? Mo. Oh, Whoa. okay. Do you know why I know that? Yeah, baby. Why do you know that? Do you know why I know that? Crosswords. <laughs> who drives? Oh, okay. Who drives the school bus? Don't know. Oh man, I'd be surprised who, if I don't. Who keeps else. the ground? I know, I know a couple <laughs> other school. random, like. Um, do you know who the old old rich? Uh, gonna e- mix evil man character is. No, I do know the face, but do you know who the the Christian neighbor is? Ned Flanders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. Rattly doodly neighbor. Um, you gotta, you gotta I do know. You- I, I'm blanking on his name. Is it Stanley? Who is the Who's the character that's like that's the whiny kid? <laughs> it tastes like burning. <laughs> 
I like that you even know like some of the bits, even though you're yeah. Never seen it. That's that, I mean that's all I know. Or I can't like, think of his name because you're asking right now, but I know that Nate knows it. What is it? It's not Stanley. What is it? Stanley. Charlie. No, Ralph. Or... Ralph. 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 Ralph Stanley. That's probably. Do you know who Bart Simpson's like, best, best friend is? Because we use the phrase a lot. You've you've you've. Partic- no, I didn't know he had a best friend in the show. Yeah, he kind of gets crapped on. A little boy doesn't have a friend. <laughs> well, his Come dad's on, a real man. been letting him down a lot. So it's a bleak view of the world. <laughs> uh, his friend's name is Millhouse. Millhouse. Haven't you heard us okay. say that? Everything's coming up. Like I've heard Coming up, Millhouse. I say that yeah. too. I think it's such a great. Is he round? <laughs> He's got round glasses. He's got, He's got round. Are you saying glasses. is he rotund? A rotund <laughs> is individual. He rotund? Let's not body yeah. shame. R- Ralph. Uh, yeah. Ralph is the probably the round one you're thinking of. Um. Okay. I don't know. Gotcha. I feel like this is getting boring. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, got back to Garpedo. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Speaking of people that, speaking of things that are entertaining. Wait, we are about to launch into our Jim Davis Garfield cartoonist Jim Davis <laughs> interview, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the full breakdown. Um, and here he is. Oh, yeah. This is totally reminding me of that. Uh, that Garfield House sketch. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Oh, oh yeah, from was that SNL? Yeah. That was. I think. The, I think. No, you it was that. I think oh yeah, that out. was brilliant. That was really brilliant. That was so good. Well, I think. Oh yeah. Speaking of people who are super entertaining. Yeah, let's. Uh, you talking about our friend Andy Atkins, aka Dozer, aka Party on Forever, aka the singer of Plea for Purging. A.K.A. the raddest dude in the world. A- A.K.A. Gozer from... The Destroyer? Uh, from Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> now, if we could just get the Keymaster on, Nate, we'll have a full set. Keymaster and the Gozer next week. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's talk to Andy. Let's let's catch up with Andy. Andy Atkins of Plea for Purging. Did you just say that? Yeah. I don't think we even said it. Yeah, no, I was talking about Gozer, but that's okay. <laughs> we can do Gozer next episode, but not this week. This week it's it's Andy. How's your day been, Andy? What have you been up to today? How's that dude, life going? Uh, life is good, dude. Um, all day today I've been prepping for a trip. We're gonna roll out of town at eight o'clock in the morning on the motorcycles. Oh yeah. Um, and go over into uh, the Smoky Mountains, like oh, East yeah. Tennessee, Georgia, mm-hmm. a little bit of South of North Carolina. No real plan. We're just going to be gone for like five days. Uh, so I've been working on the bikes the past couple of days, just making sure they're ready for the trip and packing them up. Which is rip it and an, rip it, baby. Yeah, he's rip ready, it and rip it. He's ready to do some jamming. That the getting yeah. ready to me is almost enjoyable as the thing itself. Is that yeah. true for you? Um. Well, yeah. No, I'm a real like I'm not a planner, dude. Like okay. I just like to like throw some shit in a bag and take off. Mm-hmm. And uh, not really, I'm okay with like not having any direction or place to stay or anything. Just leave and figure it out. Um, but Rachel and and our buddy who we're going with, they're both a little bit more uh, level-headed than me and like to have some plans. So, right on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not much of a planner, but I do like, I like uh, packing all my bags. Like I'm really organized. Yeah, I'm so, the same way, man trying to figure out which bag gets what stuff and where am I going to reach here? Am I going to reach here more often than I'm going to reach here? Yeah, and I did. Yeah, I did. That kind of stuff. Yeah. So for people, I guess we didn't really do any intro, but you are 
Andy Atkins of formerly of plea for, plea for purging. Excuse Always me. in our so hearts. So how is packing for a motorcycle trip alike or different from packing for a tour? Um, I mean, way less stuff, I guess. Well, you know, like when you very first started touring, um, you you way overpacked. Like <laughs> the, your very first tour, you take so many clothes and, and junk that you don't need. And like right. after you've been touring for 10, 15 years, like – you know, you just you can leave the house with like three T-shirts and yeah, um, you know, a pair of jeans and be good to go. Were you a show um, a, a show outfit guy, or did you rotate that? Yeah, pretty much had a, like a show outfit and mm. then regular clothes. Um, but I got to be honest, this is like this is probably one of the shittiest things of my life. You know, um, that I'm I, feel, in I, now. You I have attention. I have some regret about this, but it mm. just is what it is. Um, kids want to give you shirts of their bands, right? Yeah. Like you're playing in Tulsa, Oklahoma and whatever deathcore band that's opening up for you wants you to take a shirt. And like, I usually only wore stuff of like, you know, bands I really liked or like mm -hmm. kind of just tend to like wear like blank shirts with nothing on it. And so, um, I would usually wear those shirts the very next night and like sweat in them and then throw them away uh. at the end of the night. <laughs> and so like they got one use and then they were, you know, one and done. Um, so I feel crappy about that. But I mean, then I didn't have to have sweaty clothes in my bag. That's mm. a pretty balling move though. Like that's like, that's like big time celebrity move. Like I don't ever wear socks. I've heard like celebrities that don't ever wear the same pair of socks again. What? Or they like Dude, they literally. That's so I've wasteful. heard that's very normal in celebrity. And I've also heard of some who don't wear their shoes more than once. They like yeah. wear a pair. Well, of okay, Jordan, but like, but I'm guessing with the socks they toss them. With the shoes they resell them or they give them away. They're not tossing shoes after one time, right? Um, Maybe it depends on how how celeb we're talking. Dude, that's crazy, man. That makes me sick. Don't tell me that. I do know dudes that, like, in our level of touring, that would buy packs of underwear and socks and only wear, like, one pair of underwear, like, wear the pair of underwear and throw it away the next day. Um, I mean, it gets, which, it yeah. gets worse. Andy's band used to throw away second guitarists, like, every third show. <laughs> yeah, dude. You don't need them, man. You don't need them. <laughs> Until they oh, realize man. they just got a robot. This is as reminding long as me, me and John are there, it's okay. You don't need nobody. Yeah. You don't need... <laughs> Where's this is reminding me of one of my favorite Andy memories, um, the Face Down Fest, no Cornerstone, when you layered up like 12 shirts and unlayered a shirt for every song. Yeah, it was awful. I think it was eight <laughs> shirts, eight songs, eight shirts, and I wore a different, like just, because that's one of those things. At Cornerstone, we're nobody. <laughs> a plea for purging is nobody in that's the whole country. That's not true. That's not true. But. Well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, but at Cornerstone, we deal. were halfway somebody. You know, our shows were like really great. We sold a lot of merch, whatever. It's like the one place where we felt like rockers. Mm -hmm. um, but at Cornerstone, everybody says, yo, can you wear my shirt on stage? Yo, will you please wear my shirt? And so I said yes every time somebody gave me a shirt, not, <laughs> you know, because I felt bad. And then I was like, okay, well, I got eight shirts now. So we played eight songs, and I wore eight shirts, and I just took one off in between every song. It was the hottest thing ever. It felt awful. Ugh. I'm gonna. Uh, I want to ask. I've been wanting to ask you this because you made the comment that you guys are nobody. Um, but I'm. 
I'm curious. This is a conversation that we had before where for a long time, Plea for Purging was the band with the crazy shirts and the like crazy branding and doo-doo and all kinds of silliness. Mm-hmm. And we just assumed silly band. I know for me, it took a while to finally like legit hear some of your music and go, oh, they're actually a really good band. Um, do you at all think that do you have any regrets about the goofiness and like, what if we had actually focused on how good we were? Yeah, dude, it's like a double edged sword. Like we wanted to be us and you know, as, as four or five dudes, we're like, that was us like funny, um, humorous. Like we're not trying to be the dark looking metal band that plays in a warehouse for our video and, like the same thing that every metal band before us has ever done. Mm-hmm. So like we're just like some goofy kids from the suburbs of the South, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like what what we marketed, like who we right. really were. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a little bit that like, so part of me thinks that we got as big as we did because of that, mm-hmm. because right. of like just being us. and Because it uh, did give you a thing, like... It was right. it like yeah. gave you a real solid identity, like having your face on so much merch and stuff. Like the question is like, how helpful is your shtick? Like it well, seems like a, it seems like a shtick has a point at which it rewards you, it rewards you, and then it becomes. You see it with like actors and painters and directors, mm-hmm. like they go all in on a style, and then at some point it becomes their ceiling, right? Yeah, I absolutely think that it helped us set us apart and get us some recognition, mm-hmm. but also allowed us to hit that glass ceiling sooner than maybe we would have. Like it got you, know? you bigger, faster, and then it, then it, it held you back maybe. Right. Cause I mean, we were like, just like Jeremiah said, like you maybe kind of didn't take us seriously and didn't really pay attention to our music in the beginning because we were just like a gimmick and a joke to a lot of people. Um, but it, it all kind of came from like in the beginning, we had a couple people tell us like, we weren't really going to go anywhere unless I were to lose some weight, you know? Um, (laughs) So, I mean, that, and, and, and now in 2020, that sounds crazy because like, I mean, anybody can, I mean, just there, that doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't seem like. Doesn't seem to be hurting killer Mike. Right, right, dude. But, uh, you know, in 2006, it was way bigger of a deal, even in metalcore. Um, So instead of, me doing what we should have done is I should have went on a diet, bulked up, like got ripped, looked good. And, and then we tried probably, to kill your wife. Yeah. And we could have been Azalea dying, <laughs> <laughs> but instead we just put my fat face on some t-shirts and said, fuck you guys. Well, and to be honest though, beyond, um, I, I okay. Your style of music is not what I listened to. So I, I wasn't going to listen. If you looked serious or goofy, I only listened eventually because enough people that I respected were like, no, they're actually a cool band and good band. But by the end of your career, and maybe you were doing it the whole time, but by the end, it felt like you really had things that you felt were important to say. And I even felt like some of the branding started dialing back on the goofiness. Was that perceived on my end or like, Hey, I don't want them to miss that. I actually have something real to say right now. Uh, it probably wasn't intentional. Like we probably just ran out of as many goofy (laughs) t-shirt ideas as possible. Um, 
But I Once mean, you like made the alien slumber party video, it's like, well, we kind of did it, guys. Yeah, like, we've done everything. Everybody we can, can go home do. now and and you know t- collect retirement because this is this game's over. Yeah, yeah go this... right, go right now and binge watch plea for purging music videos. <laughs> I will say though, like man, when when I like I would always see the video. I, my first impression because I there was so many, it was a bunch of band names that all kind of sounded similar to me. Like, uh, that I remember it was hard, like before we mm-hmm. were signed and like, and I didn't listen to metal. It's not my thing. It's my brother's thing. A lot of blood. I have a lot of blood. It. Yeah. Yeah. There was like a, there was a bunch of other bloods on other big metal labels that I'm sure you guys toured with. Um, so it didn't stand apart. And then I saw you guys at Cornerstone right as we were getting signed. And I was like, oh, oh, uh, when I, once I watched you, I was like, oh, they're technically really good. Even though again, metal was like not as much my thing, but I remember being like, "This band knows how to market." You guys like did mm-hmm. your parade through the streets, and like people were following you, and it was like, "Oh, they're so good." But I don't feel like I ever really. And then we got to know you guys, and like just what a bunch of sweet, thoughtful, and like talented guys you were, and it was like, "Oh wow, this is there's a lot of substance here." But I feel like the first time that, and maybe some of it was the the writing, but I feel like when you guys did the life video. It like did something to me that made me like, because at that point I was already nostalgic about you as a band. Like I'm rooting for you because you're my friends and I know how good you are. But seeing you guys just like kind of still being yourself a little bit in that video, but also just being a band that's ripping. Like there's something about like when a band goes like, we don't need any shtick anymore. Where the songs are gonna speak for mm-hmm. themselves. And like I I don't know I don't know if you if it seemed intentional, but to me it was like one of those things where like. We don't need any shtick. This song's that good. Like, we're just going to... You're going to like it because it rips, and that's the end of this video. I think I think you're just reading into it. Some kid was... <laughs> <laughs> this dude was just like, hey, I want to come just shoot you guys a blood. music video. It's just in your blood. Well, speaking of that and marketing, like, you are doing this new p- Party on Forever thing, and it has that same caliber of vibe and brand recognition and not that you're like really intentionally do it's just it might just be in you like are you interested it's just in a mar- cash grab it's are just you, a cash <laughs> grab are you interested in <laughs> in marketing like have you ever yeah like- dude i love marketing like okay. marketing and advertising like the idea of like having this thing and trying to make people not not i don't like sales per se where you're like slimy trying to make somebody buy this product but Mm -hmm. like presenting this thing in a way that people are like holy crap like i haven't seen this in that way and i need that thing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like just um getting someone to like latch on to what you're doing you know and i um i don't know i love it like when i came out of plea uh or during plea like I worked with Shannon at Face Down a good bit on all the publicity runs and like all the like album cycles. Like I was kind of like the dude that um, paid attention to how we were going to market our ourselves and um, putting together those like campaigns. So um, it's interesting to me. So when I came out of plea, I like that was the only thing I tried to do. Like was get a job and. Uh, marketing and social media and uh so i took a lot of interviews i got a lot of interviews but i just couldn't sell myself i guess uh, I, you know i could sell some other shit but i can't sell me i guess because uh i didn't land any of those jobs you missed They're, your expertise which is selling stuff through yourself like that's what you needed to do like you need to be like listen i'll let you use my face 
and this term doo-doo party, you'll make a million dollars. It's tried and true. There's something here with the whole lack of toilet paper in the previous experience of doo-doo party that if that connection could have somehow been made, you could be rich right now. Yeah, dude. I should have I dropped everything right at the beginning of this quarantine and really pushed the doo-doo party. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking, man. I wasn't. But you know, uh, it's, it's, it's funny, though, because like so many great... I feel like every great artist has to figure out who they are and have a bit of a thing. There is a line where th- it feels like, <clears throat> for the most, as much as we've talked about, where a thing becomes a shtick or a gimmick. And, and again, like gimmicks can get you super far... And then at some point, inevitably, every artist wants to push back against their gimmick. But I can think about tons of artists who write really serious music and then have really playful tones. Like, that's not that's not a... There was nothing that said, like, that shouldn't be the call. Like you said, mm-hmm. I think it right. did give you an identity for a long time. It was just always funny because when I would see you guys live, it wasn't like you were pulling a lot of pranks on the audience or anything, you know? Like, uh, you guys were... Oh, our boy Nate's dropping in. What, pa- what, what? <laughs> flaming Patriot jumping into the, Got the, the that I voted sticker going on. Is that what that is? Is it a peach? Yeah. What's it says Georgia. I think it says um, I'm a Georgia voter. If, it, if the screen was just a little bit blurrier, it would look like the coronavirus. Like, oh yeah, you're right. Kind of does that. Uh, whatever that thing, the germ, <laughs> a single coronavirus germ. A Corona, please. Did, a, did you guys a, ever a have those stickers? Viri. <laughs> Do you guys ever have those uh, Mr. Yuck stickers, like the green face, the barfy yeah. face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool, huh? I was gonna say if that was on a T-shirt at a at a Goodwill, Nate would buy it for sure. A big Mr. Yuck sticker shirt. Dude, don't even tempt me. I know you would. Mm-hmm. Dude, <laughs> what, what kind that? of pizza is that, bro? That's what I want to know. Um, my brother works at a pizza joint called Juniors in Atlanta. They open again? Yeah, they've been open for like months now. Because they just do like been open, man. take out. Didn't you eat all their mushrooms a few weeks ago? Like, yeah. I'm trying to keep track of this. <laughs> there was like a five gallon <laughs> pail of mushrooms that we had. Um, they were pretty good, but obviously we couldn't eat them fast enough. Like, turns out enough. Nate's not as into shrooms as he thought. Dude, like <laughs> I get so sick of them. Uh, the food, not the hallucinogenic, uh, but I get so sick of them. Like so, so fast. I put them in omelets and stuff. You know what I mean. Uh, so go. lots of people voting today, Nate. Dude, so many people. Dude, that's awesome. Or at least at the place. Um, yeah, I went to. Was it like Ooh. city council? Like, what was the big uh, things to vote for? S- state senate. Um, like- yeah, it's it's the primary, so it's mm-hmm. not um, okay. So you're voting for primaries, but then there's like um, some cool. I guess I don't remember what they call them, but. When they're like, should Georgia do this? Law, like laws, essentially? or Yeah, one of them said, should Georgia listen to scientists about climate control? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of like, there's a couple more words in there, but that was the gist of it. And I was like, yeah, I think that's a that's a good bet, you know? <laughs> I'm sure there's some people who voted no, but, you know, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> you could have just stopped it, should, scientists, or should Georgia listen to scientists? I know. Yeah. Yes, please. Tons of people would be like, no way, man. <laughs> well, they say we're living in the age of the anti expert. Like the that this like that almost like America's like uh kind of built in like bootstrappy, like we can figure it out on our own, has like continued to go and like Trump's heightened this idea like you don't tell me what to think, I can make my own decisions and like we don't need these dumb scientists to tell us how to take care of the planet. 
And now it's like, no, we, yes, uh, experts in every field can be wrong. Mm -hmm. Some can be evil and jaded and have secret agendas. But on the whole, if we can't trust experts in fields, like, we're in a really bad situation. Right. In so many fronts. Right. It's so, yeah, these things are so complex, like everything. But we need experts. We need them. Yeah, for sure. Like, Like an expert on... Leaving a sick band and riding motorcycles, which is why. <laughs> Hi, is Andy. Why. Yo, what up, dude? I just want some of that pizza, dude. I know <laughs> it's, it's cold. I love too. cold pizza. I actually love all my leftovers to be cold. Um, so I was very happy to eat a leftover cold slice. It was good. It's tight. Ooh. <sighs> um, What's up? What are you guys talking about? We were just jamming, dude. Yeah, dude, riffing and jamming. Jam. About to jam about. 800 miles in the next few days it's gonna be cool like commuting like to and from work or around town or going to get pizza or something like that's all cool and there's like the cool guy thing of pulling up to a bar on your chopper all that stuff's cool but that's like not the the reason i ride motorcycles um really getting out and going on a trip and traveling farther you know once you get on the road for like a couple hours and there's just Nothing else but the wind, and you're just jamming as hard and as fast mm-hmm. as you can. Um, that your your mind finally clears out, and you can just be one. You know, um, that's that's my shit, man. My favorite thing to do in the world that's at awesome. this point. Well, before we get too far into that, we've each written a haiku for oh, yeah, you. We got a haiku for you, baby. About motorcycles. So oh. we need you to listen, and we need you to rate. Our haikus. All right, I'm in. Who goes first this week, Jeremiah? Is it me? Sure. All right, here we go. Haiku music's pumping. I'm I'm confident. Haiku. All right. Wind rush on my dome. My dust all up in your grill. Vroom, vroom, little sheep. Dude, I was going to do almost exactly that last line. <laughs> I was like, vroom, vroom, what can I do? That's so good. Yeah. Vroom, vroom, <laughs> little sheep. <laughs> you really stepped that one up, didn't you? Thanks. Yeah. I felt like I had to come correct. You know what I mean? No doubt. No doubt. Andy, what are your thoughts? I just don't know how you guys uh, weekly come up with a haiku. Like, it's, I, I would I spend have to. spend all week on it. I can tell you that. I would do you down. really? Is that no. on it? Oh, okay. No. I was like, no way you do. I spend 10 minutes on mine. I'd yeah. sit down like if I was doing this thing weekly and I like we're meeting at 8.30 on whatever night, it'd be like 8.10 and I'd be like, oh my gosh, okay. And like just scribble a bunch of crap down. That, I've that, definitely through, done it during the, week- the podcast. Yeah, I know you have. Yeah. I know you have. Yeah. Throughout the week, I've definitely like thought of like oh that's a good line or that's a good word that i want to include but like no i'll just sit down for 10 minutes and well this time i was like i want to write one that is like from andy's perspective yeah you know that's what i did well then well i I gotta get a score first oh yeah that's right that's right oh i thought am i scoring you all individually yeah like right now okay 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 um dude I, man, I'm I'm bad at scoring people. I'm gonna say a six point seven, bro. Out of seven? 
out of ten. Out of six. That's harsh, Andy. Dude, I don't know, you know. like The lowest rating we've gotten so far. Yeah, I feel like my last one. Is that really the lowest? I like that. Thanks, Nate. I appreciate it. I'm trying to aim for the bottom of the barrel sometimes. I'm just saying, you know, that was great. But, like, what if Obama chimed in right now? You know, Obama's a wordsmith, bro. What if he just zoomed in right now and gave me a haiku? You know it's going to be a 10. So I, don't, to, I don't know if you're yeah. going to get anything as good as Vroom Vroom Little Sheep. I don't so you're know trying you're to tell me that you can get up in the in an Obama scale, bro? No, this is this is the ratings that I want. That's true. Usually, like people are afraid to give us below a nine. I'm like, look, it's not a one out of two scale. Well, like, but last is... week y'all got decent scores, but then I blew. I got a nine point five, so I can't complain. Yeah. So all right, I Jeremiah. always like mine the best. Like, yeah. come on, I, <laughs> I always, do. I always like mine the best too. Yeah, it's interesting how that works. It's not. This is like uh, not even up for competition ever. <laughs> all right. All right, hey, what? <laughs> Why did you look off screen? Like, yeah, what was? I, I, I was like, like "What is small. happening?" I was, uh, I was getting in the zone, baby. Was like, is like I, the I teleprompter was, not working? Like, what's the story? I was swallowing and getting in the zone. Okay, right. I get, I got you. I gotta contain myself because I have a habit of wanting to laugh while I'm going. He's so pleased I, with I, himself. I <laughs> He's so pleased. <laughs> it's so dumb. All right. Hey, baby, let's jam. Because we were born to be wild. I like the rumble. <laughs> that better not be higher than 6.7. It better be I kind of like that one. <laughs> well, that one was that one was pretty good because, you know, I say jam a lot. And um, he says, hey, baby, let's jam. I'm assuming, you know, from my perspective, that's me and Rachel. You know, oh, yeah. like... I'm just walking in the house right now saying, yo, baby, let's jam. Um, that that gets everything that my life consists of, Rachel and motorcycles. I mean, he did his work, bro. He studied on that one. <laughs> yeah. It's called pandering, True. and it shouldn't be rewarded. <clears throat> what? Yeah. That's what I do every single time. <laughs> hey, man, uh, I'm my biggest fan, so like anybody yeah. that's going to fluff me up a little bit gets a... Uh, 8.2. I will Ooh. say, I didn't write mine from your perspective. I wrote mine to go along with our theme here. I wrote mine if I was into motorcycles. This is what <laughs> I would say. <laughs> All right. Well, let me, I want to hear Nate's I'm into motorcycles. I'm, okay. To. to be clear, I'm, 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 I'm a poser. I'm not into motorcycles. But in an alternate universe, if I was. You got the beard already. You're the only so. one I'd in have our a, band that has a motorcycle shirt. I know. I thought about wearing that today, and then uh, I well, I was voting, and I didn't. It just didn't come to mind. So here's uh, here's my alternate universe version of me poem about motorcycles. Apes on my chopper, squids and cages got me down. Grab my sled and jam. <laughs> that's some that's some Obama shit right there. He's getting a ten, boys. <laughs> ten. <laughs> What's a squid? Help me out. What's a squid? Yeah, I'm leaving it know. all up to Andy. He's going to tell you all the terms. Man, I, I don't even use that term, but a squid's just like a fucking loser, right? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, like I don't a, know. Doesn't doesn't have the gear. Doesn't have the doesn't have the right mindset. Poser, dude. No doubt. They yeah. got me down though. <laughs> they Man, got you he down. Doesn't, I. 
Is there, is there like a uh, motorcyclepedia out there that I'm not aware of? Dude, the internet is you, at your fingertips. Gives you all those. Yeah, but what do you Google? Motorcycle terms? <laughs> I, if I had to bet, I bet that you could go on Etsy and you could find like a printed um, out poster that somebody's hand stamped. When I or think motorcycles, something. I think Etsy, baby. Dude, I, I don't yeah, know. seriously, dude. when I looked, so the apes on my chopper line, I almost verbatim stole that from Etsy, pretty much. <laughs> like, it's not a joke. I literally just went to Steppenwolf, but apparently they're outdated. The, I need to get the line Etsy. was actually hybrid apes on my shovel. <laughs> 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 and I nice. changed it. <laughs> and I was like, no, dude, I gotta, it's got to fit so, yeah. like the right amount of syllables. I love it. Or sh- uh, shovel would have been good because like a shovel head is a type of Harley. So, and I, it, so I thought about apes on my shovel, but then I was like, man, I just don't, I feel like I'm getting out into the deep end with that. And I don't really know what it means. <laughs> like, they're going to know you're a poser. Is I know what, what cho- I, I can understand apes on my chopper. I get, I'm there. I'm arrived on that. But shovel, man, I I I don't know. I wasn't there yet. <laughs> well, for if you're ever out and you're just trying to haiku the ladies or something, um, shovels are respectable. Okay, Go it's good down. to know. I'm gonna make a, I'm making note of that real quick here. Andy, like when I and when we've talked about this once before, I when I was little, like literally my first memory is is riding my my dad had a. 78 honda hawk and he would come home from work and he'd put me on the gas tank and he'd ride me across the the uh our parking lot of our little apartment complex and there was a little he'd bump up on the curb and go in the grass through like this little walking path in the woods just like not a official path like one people had worn and then at the end there was this fence and we would feed horses there and there was like a big one of those big wooden spools that you like see electric cable on like giant ones and I remember this, or it was a dream, and I told my dad, and he's like, no, we used to do that all the time, but you were, like, less than one. And so, as far as I know, that's the first thing I can re- really remember is is a memory of a motorcycle. So, I was wondering, like, do you, like, what is your first, like, memory of a motorcycle? Like, do they go way back for you, or is it is it just a new thing you inherited and got, got like, brought into as far as, like, the first, did you get jumped in? Like, how did it happen for you? Yeah, I got, I got jumped in, got beat on the streets. Dang. Um, no, I mean like that, first off, that's sick that that's your first memory. Um, I didn't grow up with it. Like both of my parents rode motorcycles before I was born. Um, I guess they got rid of them when we, you know, me and my sister came into the picture or something. Um, but, um, I mean, as a kid, I remember like, uh, my dad ran with like some pretty gnarly, uh, people. He was a drug addict, alcoholic, and mm. that's a whole crazy podcast in itself. But um, I, my first real memories of like motorcycles and choppers and stuff is like there was a dude that my dad was friends with that was in the Hell's Angels. And I remember a couple times at really young age, like five, six years old, like being over there at parties and there just being motorcycles and you know, crazy drunk people around and fires and stuff. Um, so, like, I was always intrigued with it, you know. I mean, like, what I look like now, that's what all those dudes looked like when I was, like, five mm. years old or something, you know. Um, but I didn't get into riding until, you know, within the last decade, maybe, like, ten years ago or so. Um, 
it was like we Blake was riding. Uh, he had a bike for a few years, and we did a pretty successful tour and came home, and I had some money and bought a bike, and Blake and I started riding pretty uh, pretty heavily. So it's only been about 10 years maybe. So I'm I'm still fairly uh, pretty much a poser too. I just jumped in head first, you know. <laughs> like did it click with you immediately? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Like I had only ridden a motorcycle one time ever in my life, like uh, before buying a bike. So I, I, I rode a bike one time on the street and kind of understood it because I could drive a stick shift car, you know. Um, but when I bought my first bike, I had a buddy go with me. It was like a Craigslist meeting. Went to this dude's house. Uh, my buddy rode the bike. He was like, yeah, everything's great. My buddy rode the bike back to my house, um, and he left. And then I just got on it, and I rode around our neighborhood. And it was like up and down my street. And then I got a little comfortable, and I rode up and down the other street. And then it started being a couple blocks and you know, within like a week or two, it's like riding, you know, five miles away. So it was just riding around on the street. And I, dude, I rode for probably five or six years before ever getting a license. I like, I mean, we did like, I think we tripped all the way from, we moved to Minnesota and then we did a trip all the way from Minnesota to the Black Hills and back. And I didn't have a license then. Like, <laughs> really? It was, yeah, it was crazy. I was stupid. But what um, was that first bike? Uh, the first bike I had was a Yamaha Virago. So it's like basically like a, a fake Harley. It's got the V twin Harley type motor, but like a Japanese cruiser is what they call them. But it was, it was pretty, it was an awful bike. Well, I know I've told you before, but your current bike is sick. Thanks. Have you guys checked it out? Have you other guys checked it out? Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's wicked. Dude, I just tell, tore. Tell it. us about that because you you've done some work or something on it. Yeah, so after, I mean, after you say what you were about to say. Uh, well, I bought it as like a stock Harley Sportster. It was like I bought it maybe like eight years ago, and it's a 1998. So when I bought it, it was almost brand new. It was like this lady, her husband was a doctor, and he had a big nice Harley, and he bought her this little Sportster. And, um, if you guys didn't know, like a, a Harley Sportster is what they call a girl's bike. It's like the answer to every man buys his wife, a Sportster. And <laughs> so it's the smallest of Harleys, um, for the most part, but it does the job. It's everything you need. Um, but I bought that. It, it was like showroom floor. Perfect. When I bought it, it was crazy. It only had 3000 miles on it and it was, you know, over 15 years old or something when i bought it i don't know but um bought it it was cool i did like the normal thing when you buy a bike you spray paint everything flat black and there's like we call it the sportster treatment but it's like the thing that everybody buys a sportster they just paint it black and do two or three little things cut the fender in half blah 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 um so i did that and jammed it for a couple years and then i got like super into the whole chopper thing like 60s 70s like hardtail rigid frame choppers like panheads knucklehead shovelhead that whole thing but like i'm too poor for all that so <laughs> i cut my sportster in half you know and uh welded up a hardtail i got a buddy to do the welding because i'm not i'm not too great of a fabricator um 
So Buddy welded up the rear end, and then I built a whole new bike out of the original motor and front half of the frame. Um, so now it's like got that whole 70s chopper vibe, but it's got 90s power plant, so it's like reliable and bulletproof. So people no listening doubt. can't see this, but you've got, is that your motorcycle behind you? Um, dude, I got, got three in here right now. Here, yeah. Th- that white one is a buddy of mine. So that's not mine. That one's mine way back there. And then behind my head is Rachel's. Yeah. Is dude. it ready to go? Dude, it is ready. Last week I tore it all the way back down to the motor and frame. Whoa. To, took everything off and rebuilt it again. Um, just cause it was like, it's been about five years since I've had it completely stripped. Um, and I just, needed to do a lot of maintenance like i tore the engine apart a couple years ago and rebuilt it but uh if we're i would basically i just needed to get new tires and when i took the wheels off i was like i might as well just strip everything absolutely all the way down how are you learning how to do that stuff like take an engine apart youtube yeah just youtube like and i i'm dumb in the fact that i just jump into things and don't really (laughs) know what i'm doing like no books, no YouTube, no nothing. I'll just start doing it. And I'm like, I can figure this out, you know? And then sometimes I figure it out. And then sometimes I get so lost and I'm like, what the crap? And that's when I get to YouTube. It's usually like I get in somewhere and I'm like, oh man, I'm screwed. And I have to get somebody to talk me out of it, you know? Dude, it's, uh, it's fake it till you make it. That's just like everything in life. Yeah. I mean, I'm really good on engines. That's how, like, no I, I do a lot of, like, well, I don't want to say I do a lot, but I've been, like, working on bikes for kids around town. Um, and it's just, be- and I'm, like, they're way better. Like, I, don't, I wouldn't at all call myself a mechanic, and I don't even really have aspirations to be that. But um, uh, there are people that are too scared to do that stuff, and they don't want, they don't have the money to go to one of the real shops in town. So, you know, I'll just throw a pretty low ball offer and mm-hmm. people will come over and I, you know, it takes me twice as long as it would take some respectable shop, but somebody I have their bike in here and I have no clue how to fix the problem. And I just have to figure it out before I give it back to them. You know, how often is the payment in beer? Um, it, it happens for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which I want cold, hard cash. Cause I don't even have a job anymore. So I'm like, yo, money is way cooler than beer, but I'll take whatever you got these days. What happened to your job? Dude, I'm done. I'm out. Um, I think the last time I talked to you guys, I was like questioning whether um, I was going to have a job. But basically, COVID uprooted. If People that don't follow me or know what I'm doing these days, I work still in the entertainment industry, but behind the scenes in production and staging. So I was working for a staging company. I was... For years, I was touring with bands as a stage carpenter, and then I started, like... Um, Any bands you would have heard of? Uh, most notably, like, I toured with Panic at the Disco a couple years ago um, as their stage carpenter. But our what company about, does... What about Five Finger Death Punch? you do them? Uh, no, I think we've done, like, some one-off shows for them, but I never okay. toured with well, them. Just let me know if you do end up doing that. All right, tight, tight, tight. trying to get in that band, too. Yeah, dude, you should. <laughs> Um, so wait, what was that like touring with Panic at the Disco? I mean, it's cool. Like, it's a completely, completely different world than what any of us are used to. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I mean, like there was nineteen semi trucks and nine buses, and you know, you like 
you're asleep on the bus for three or four hours a night and like you get to a city and <clears throat> go inside the the arena at six o'clock in the morning and build a stage all day and stay in there all day and run the lifts and the automation and all that stuff all night and then you tear it down at night and then you get back on the bus and you sleep for three hours and then you do it all again and it's that like every you know three days you do three days then you're off a day then you do two days then you're off a day then you do three days and it's like that um so sounds exhausting yeah it was but i mean like there's there's crazy 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 money to be made in in that world um but it it's not enjoyable so I didn't last super long Were on the you touring able to get side of it. Any idea of like what it's like to be a band at that level? Like was that did it seem like they were having fun or was it just the same amount of just it's, this is just grueling work? Yeah, I mean, uh, for them, I mean, they just roll in like you know, right before doors do a sound check and um then show back up, you know, at nine o'clock at night and play for an hour and a half and then go party. So like <laughs> <laughs> it seemed pretty enjoyable to them, you know, like yeah. I'd never, you barely ever see the the talent because they're mm-hmm. just like not in the building all day long like you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the opening bands, like they're hustling, they're, they're setting up their own gear and, you know, maybe can afford to have one or two techs or something with them, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it looked cool. I mean, but you're still setting up stages, so did you, especially like relatively soon after you'd stopped plea... Did you ever like just like you're standing on stage and you're just like, man, like did it hit like because you went from one side of the of the industry to another? Like, did that really ever get to you? I know you said it's a totally different level, but still. I mean, I I like with plea you and that whole thing. You just knew there was a glass ceiling, so I never had any like crazy like delusions that I was going to be an arena band or anything. So. Right, but was, it didn't make you miss performing, even if it's for a smaller people, smaller group of people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like there were like a couple that like there were a couple times that I you got to go up on stage and like do a bunch of stuff throughout the show. And there were like a couple times where people yelled my name because they knew me from Plea, and that really? felt like really like really crazy. It like, <laughs> but at the same time, like. Y'all can probably remember Panic at the Disco as being a scene band. I right, mean, like, yeah. I saw them play opening up for Acceptance. So, like, at one point, Jeez. they were in our world. They just got massive, you know? So, it, it, over, it's not, like, crazy to think that there's some sort of bleed over between what we do and what they do. I mean, it, there are, like, way, way, way more, like, you know, 50-year-old moms there and their 12-year-old daughters. But... um it was so a cool those, experience for sure, but I did that and I uh, managed. Uh, I stopped. I came off the road and I managed a uh, the rental department at a staging company, and we sent gear and guys out on the road. Um, but with COVID, the entertainment industry has gone to a halt, you know. And uh, long story short, our company was laying off a bunch of people, like multiple layoffs, like different uh 10 guys here 10 guys there 10 guys here and like at the very end there was pretty much a chance for me to stay on or save another guy who wanted and needed the job more than me and I was kind of already like one foot out the door kind of thing um I didn't I didn't really like have the gumption or the passion to rebuild the company for the next couple years so 
I gave my position to another guy that that needed it more than me, to be honest. And I'm going to figure out something else. That's that's very oh. kind of you. Yeah, that's I mean, it. you know, like, but you, but that it, industry's going to come back, right? Like, you're just not interested in going back, right? Yeah, I mean, it it will build itself back up. It's just like our company. We had about 50 employees. Uh, they dropped it down to about 10, and it will probably Whoa. take. It will take another year and a half to two years to like rebuild and like get all those employees back and mm-hmm. um and and have real actual steady like good money and I was like gonna take a pay cut and stuff as well so like it just I had a choice where I could stay there and I could try to rebuild this thing from the ground up pretty much or I could go try to do my own thing and build it up from the ground up and it just seemed like the time if there was ever a time for me to break loose because there was like a whole lot of security in that job beforehand and that was kind of the only reason i was there and now there's no security so it's like why not try something else hey guys this is the part of the episode where i interrupt things to invite you to check out the epicenter the epicenter is our patreon-based online community If you're enjoying this podcast, you should check it out because there is a ton more content just like it. There are three different tiers with tons of other perks like exclusive music, video content, and merch, with more being added each month. And it's all built around a Discord server where we hang out and keep each other encouraged and inspired. Additionally, there are bonus episodes of Between the Notes each month available only to Patreon members. Right now, the patrons have access to a whole series of episodes we are doing on our 2010 album yet. It's a track-by-track breakdown, and the most recent one is for our song Patience and Silence and involves a very special guest, our friend and Jeremiah's wife, Meggie. Meg was an important part of the team during the entire process of making Yet and even contributed some vocals. Here's a bit of that conversation. Well, I was telling Jeremiah today, do you think I should get into this now? Sure, but I don't know what you're getting into. (laughs) For sure. Did we talk today? Have we talked today? (laughs) <laughs> um uh I was telling him what's kind of hard though thinking about all those times is that was a time of really bad anxiety for me. So that kind of permeates the entire process of writing of that whole time. So there's a lot of good moments, but then there's a lot of like wasted moments now because of my anxiety and how debilitating it was at that time so was that just from um, all the transition you think like in life well probably that's what uh triggered Mm -hmm. um some of my some of it was my ocd so i was obsessing over um at the time what something that's been a struggle all my life until recently um, is the end times. <laughs> so I was like, uh, at the time, at that time, that was the thing that I was anxious about. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of, and also this idea that we needed to go be martyrs somewhere. I don't even, I won't even get into that, but it just, <laughs> well, you're welcome to, if you want to, cause I think people would find no, it. I don't want to, but I'm, so you can so, only imagine driving through like all the back country parts of like the southern bible belt how many church billboards are just like oh yeah trigger 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 trigger, trigger. yeah 
I, I got to a point I couldn't look. If I saw a church and a church billboard, I knew not to look. Yeah, they're usually just going to say we something. We were both very and under... And now I don't care. Yeah. Now I'm good, but... Um... Yeah, and I know I was... I was, like... I'm still not good at being a support in that way, but I was really bad then because I just didn't get it at all. I didn't, and not, not that I didn't understand it. Like I, it wasn't even registering that it really was as big of an issue Mm. as it was. But other than that, like there were definitely some really good moments. And I mean, I didn't want to be anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember starting to learn to get to know you better. I mean, even though you'd kind of been in our community for like really a year in, in a real sense, like, and it mm-hmm. just always registered like, oh, Meg's having a good day or Meg's having a tough day. Yeah. And, I mean, you can tell. But yeah. the good days didn't mean like it was all like those days you would you you would be happy, but you'd also like you fight for yourself and you'd, you know, you'd, you like there mm-hmm. was just more like vim and vigor and like, you know, and yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. But um, but my 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 uh, my remembrance of it is just that it like, yeah, that there was stuff you guys were like figuring out. Um, but that like, mm-hmm. it was pretty easy to incorporate you into like, cause we all were like, try to be pretty easygoing and reasonable well, and also yeah. like, kind of call the ball and like what our responsibilities were and what we were choosing to do. And then from there on out, it was just like, well, that's what we said we're going to do. So we're going to carry out and carry the load. And, and, and that way, like you just, mm-hmm. you really just kind of jumped into the flow really. Easy. Well, yeah. I mean, y'all were easy to get along with, um, first off. And then I have two brothers. I've always enjoyed hanging out with guys. And so I think that's part of it too, is that I just endure, enjoy, enjoyed, endured, hanging out. So, okay. I, I am one of the worst my Epic fans there is. Oh, that's so appropriate. Look, you play me the album. I'll remember every single song. Yeah. You asked me to name the song. I couldn't tell you the name. I say we do a quiz real quick. No, we name, we no. name songs and see if, oh, if okay. they're first, no. you have to say if they're even a My Epic song. And second, if they're on yet. Meg, is Hail on this record? No. No, oh. it's not. It's not. That's good. It's not. That's it's good. On... Is, is Untitled on this record? No. I don't, she's doing pretty strong. Is. Um, is poor on this record. If you want to hear the rest of that conversation and get a ton more awesome content just like it, maybe take a minute and go check out The Epicenter over at patreon.com slash The Epicenter. Is, is this party on for everything kind of the next thing? or? Yeah, I mean, I don't have any delusions that like, you know, I'm going to make it big on being in podcasting or like YouTube or whatever, but... Um, I am pretty sure I'm going to try to get into real estate. I'm I'm going to take some classes and try to become an agent. And then I'm thinking that and then the side hustle of doing some podcasting and videos. And if I can figure out how to give enough attention to both of those avenues, you know, so maybe I can hustle a little bit on the real estate, hustle a little bit on the podcasting uh, content stuff. And maybe I can make enough money to survive, you know. And if yeah, not, dude, marketing, man. if not, I just got to go get a job at Walmart or something, dude. Yeah, no I'm doubt. not above it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've always thought that because I've always made the decision of like, 
I'm going to do this thing I want to do. And I want to understand the consequences of doing it. So if I want to produce music full time, which I do now, but when I started doing it, I wasn't making like a real amount of money, but I had to understand like, well, that's the sacrifice, you know? And if things go absolutely, totally wrong, what are the consequences? I go back to a job that I don't really like, you know, I'm ar- I was already doing that. <laughs> so I was right. like, you know what I mean? Like, what's, you know, what is well, there to lose? Well, all of us don't really, have like... kids. Right, but you don't yeah, have kids yeah, well, and Andy doesn't. Okay, and that should so be, that... yeah. Like I said, the consequences for me were right. very small. Yeah, yeah, I'm not pointing out something you don't know. I'm just clarifying for the audience. That we yeah, recognize yeah, I don't, that I don't, my, my family is my wife and me and my cat, which... We don't need a lot. We need basically nothing. So Right. I mean, that's what, like, where I'm at right now is reevaluating and managing my expectation out of life. Um, you get on one path and you think that, you like, I lived for so little, with so little and plea, and was so happy. And, uh, you know, all the way up until I was about 30 years old, I barely made any money. And was happy, and I didn't have much. And then you hit the ground running, you start thinking like, okay, it's time to live that like white, middle-class American suburb life, and I want this, and I want this, and I want this, and I want that. And like, then you realize if you want all of those things, you have to work to death to get all of that stuff. And so uh, the best thing that's happened to me in this whole like quarantine, COVID, pandemic stuff is it's allowed me to take a breather, uh, realize what is more important to me, which is like actual life experience and spending time with Rachel and being happy and not just working myself to death. So if I have to like scale back on the physical things in life that I thought I wanted or, you know, maybe I don't get to buy the next... Uh, like bike or build the next chopper and I have to be okay with this sportster power plant forever like that's cool that means like maybe I don't have to work as many hours a week and I can ride the thing and I can go to the mountains like I'm about to leave for five days and go on a trip and I couldn't do that if I had the job that I had Mm -hmm. and like granted like I've been I've only been jobless for a couple of weeks and I'm in the honeymoon stage of like everything's great, you know, and I got I got like I got some savings and stuff, so I'm not like super scared right now. But um that's the idea is to be able to spend more time focusing on the things that like make me and Rachel happy. Um I mean, I get that you got to earn your keep and you got to work and you got to pay for uh your home and your bills and stuff. So I'm not delusional, but do you feel like you're you're building a? Because I feel like this is happening as I get older, and I'd feel like it's right in the moment you're at in your life, you're where you're kind of building a, like, uh, like a Andy constitution. Like these are the te- these are the five things I care about and want to accomplish. Like these is this is what's important to me. Like can you? I mean, obviously, family. Like, is can you make a clear list at this point in your mind of like this is what I want to accomplish? And this is why it's a good time for me to change, like change directions. I probably couldn't just, you know, spit out a 
a list of five things right now, but like that is what I'm working towards right now, I guess, is like redesigning my life and what's important to me. Um, it is definitely like my relationship with Rachel and us being able to spend more time together, more quality time, um, and not just, you know, three or four hours a night watching TV at the end of a long work day where my brain is still thinking about work, you know? Um, but also like getting back to like, I miss, um, I just, I, one, I really like talking and people listening to me. Like, I, you know, that's like, that's a funny, like, you know, vain way of, of putting it all. But also like, I really do enjoy having connection with people. Kind of, I really like connecting with strangers. Like, I mean, I can hang out with Blake Martin every day of the week and we can have some pretty deep and, you know, uh, existential conversations. But when you can like, lock in with a stranger or somebody that you don't know very well. Um, you know, like just like you dudes, like I know you guys, but we're not together all the time. We don't like know each other super well. Like I would know Blake or Rachel or something. Um, so being able to like get into it and like talk about some stuff that really matters and makes sense and, um, get different worldviews and perspectives. Um, that that's really intriguing and important to me. And I have lacked that like over the past like seven or eight years since plea was over because I'm not traveling and meeting new people every day. Um, <clears throat> so that's something I want to like get back into. That's um, kind of while I like I'm doing all this internet stuff is just to kind of get uh, back in in people's faces so people do want to like talk to me and have conversations. And um, it seems also- like one of, the, one of the other ones I picked up on from the party forever is like, like positivity is like an important thing to you, like hopefulness or like yeah, I don't know how you'd word it. For sure. I mean, that's the whole like party on forever, I guess. It's just the vibe of remember when you were a little kid and like you just wanted to hang out and have a good time and party and like everything was fun and the you were innocent. It, it all scales back down to innocence, you know? Um, like there, all the like, toils of the world wasn't on your back and you weren't uh you know stressed about everything and negative about everything and I'm just trying to get back to that you know like I don't want to be um you know uh I get that I can't be a five-year-old for the rest of my (laughs) life but um if I can bottle up that energy of being positive and happy and playful and joyful um as a 38 year old man you know, that's what I'm going for. And if I can uh, encourage other people to do the same thing and to get outside their head a little bit and just have a good time. That kind of sounds like the plot to Hook, the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Is that the vibe you're going for, Hook? Yeah, Hook, There you are, Amos. Yeah, dude. (laughs) That's me, dude. I'm just... uh, Dude, you do give me off... You you give me that vibe of, uh, you know... You know, you could be one of those Lost Boys, dude. Dude, a lot. Like in a good way, you know. Is the Lost Boys? Roof. Remember the oh, remember the movie Lost Boys? And yeah, it was, it was uh, Keeper. Keeper? <laughs> so <they went. laughs> That's the kind of That's Lost like Boy I'm trying movie. to be, dude. 
Dude, yeah. we can't start talking about vampires because I weirdly like vampires too much, so we got to cut it off right there. <laughs> and now it's time uh, for Twilight Talk you, with Nate. I don't like guys... Twilight. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I knew he was going to let it fly. Whatever. Have you what? guys ever done an adult... Uh, <laughs> there's no way to word this normally, but an adult sleepover? <laughs> We've talked about the podcast. The idea. entire time you're on tour is that, right? Pretty yeah, much. I've done this for this years. Is this is what I'm saying. We do this all the time. As a couple, or if you're single, as a single guy, but for all of us, it would be as a couple, you go and stay over at your friend's house in the same town you're in. Like, hey, like, mom, can I stay over at Brian's house tonight? Like, that kind of vibe. You're not staying over because you're traveling. Literally, we're just like, we're going to pretend and we're just going to stay in your house, stay up all night watching movies, get up in the morning, go have some breakfast together. It's You're saying sick. as a couple, it has to be like that? Well, it does, I guess it doesn't have to be like oh. you could just go without your spouse and do that with some guys if you want. Like, like a tour. No, I'm saying in your neighborhood. I not know, out I get it, but I'm saying, yeah, okay, but I'm, I'm saying not like, out of the necessity. Okay, but I'm arguing that I get what's fun about it because it's one of the reasons we love tour. Being right. in a hotel room, like when you're so tired that you're already like drunk off of being exhausted, <laughs> and you literally need to do nothing, and everybody's rolling on the ground is like one of the best parts about being in a band. Yes. Yeah, I definitely miss that. I I'm miss like laying. Do it in a time where you don't have to do it. Do it. Dude, I've definitely done that, but not, not not as a couple. Not as a couple. It would be no. it's tried as a double date. So because uh, you're no. saying you're saying one of the. It, one I of love the... how I love how insane this idea is. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I, not saying you're saying like I'm saying it's insane too. It's so weird, and then it's like, why is this so weird? But you are clarifying that you have to live in the same place, right? I'm saying it's different when you do that when you're because because here's the thing. A lot of us have close friends where we live, and it's like, oh, we never actually have that experience because we only have that experience with people who live far away. And now we like we go visit them and we stay. Right, at their we go house, visit right. them. And we're like, oh, we're seeing our old friends. And you stay but, up late and you talk and you play. Yeah. But it's not like when you were young and you're hanging out with your friend all week and it's like Friday night and you get to go over and have a slumber party. It sounds pretty I dope. Yeah, I've I definitely done that. Like, rec- well, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I don't have friends like that in Atlanta because um, I'm assuming we're not talking about like when I first moved to Atlanta and I worked at the big glow in the dark studio, I would stay there all the time because oh, yeah. it would be like five or six in the morning and I was just beat and there's a bed. So I just sleep. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm definitely not talking about work or like, yeah, like but like it. when I lived in Minneapolis, I would do that all the time. I mean, part of that is like, if you're hanging out with a friend and you're imbibing, then you might go, hey, right. I'm, I need to crash here. I need to stay here tonight. That's a good yeah. point. That's a good point. That's an adult sleepover. Being responsible. Yeah. I, I did it once. It was a double It was a double date, right? We went out to dinner together. We hung out. I don't know. We watched a movie or something. Hung out out back on their patio for dessert or whatever. Slumbered over. Woke up. Had some breakfast together. And I was like, that's kind of cool. It was so wait, fun. can I ask who it was? Alex and Selena. Oh well, of course that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. I've and definitely like lived near each other. Yeah. I got like an extra guest bedroom. Do and, that like, with Blake I've, and it, Blake's married, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ask them over for a night, see what they but, say. But like, <laughs> I like I've had a buddy like drink 
like one too many beers and like yo yeah. be can I stay no, in no, your no, guest bedroom? To, it has to be the plan. But it has to be It's got to be intentional. It's got to be What does that plan. change? Okay, so I get like do, you're just trying to make it, it more do awkward. It tell me, why is that more awkward? No, I'm saying like we, well every time we describe how it's kind of like other experiences, you're like, "No, like you have to plan it. It's got to be Oh, a- I've definitely planned to drink too much. Say at my friend's <laughs> house. Like 100%. Let's not, let's 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 just put it all out there. I've definitely planned on that before. I tell you so. what. Invite a friend over. Jeremiah, you want to come over next week? You want- <laughs> it, I don't know. I don't know that like our current situation. You want that, but we could do that. Yeah, that's true. Um, invite a couple over. First of all, it's gonna be like they're gonna be like, "What?" Invite them over. Say, "Let's have dinner together." You stay over the night. We'll have breakfast and slumber party like we were kids so again. We had we had talked about Jeremiah and I and our friend Jake had talked about doing this as a podcast. But we really only got through the intro was a good idea because the intro was everybody had to call their living parents and ask for permission, but like play it straight. <laughs> That's like you funny. couldn't tell your parents. You just had to be like, hey, mom, I'm going to go to Jeremiah's house to spend the night this week. Is that cool? And then just get the confusion. And I mean, it'd be like <laughs> yeah. a funny 30 seconds or whatever. And then did we have much more of an idea? Be- I mean, I feel like it was I, here's we the thing. On how it. many How many times have you as a couple – and maybe maybe this is unique to us, but I'd be surprised. Been hanging out with another couple and like, well, we got to go home now. And I'm just like, why? I don't understand. Why? Why why aren't we just staying over at your house? Tonight? Well, it's just, it's all or about comfort, dude. Like, Some yeah. of it's like that, yeah. My oh, king size bed with <laughs> no doubt. a ceiling fan and a fan that's on my side of the room and it's got my phone Let charger. Just, and like, so, so that Andy, may be where I'm unique. That this must is, be I was going to say, you're preaching to a wall here, Andy, because <laughs> Jeremiah can be just as comfortable standing in a porta potty as he can in the king's bed. No, like, I he got can a weird thing anywhere. about porta potties. That's my one. Oh, yeah, thing. that's right. You do a porta potty. He can sleep anywhere have we talked about this andy he literally jeremiah we've talked about this on the podcast already but yeah he will sleep with the fluorescent lights on and his clothes and his shoes and no blanket and sleep perfectly like i, I think like I a can freaking do that. serial killer i used to sleep at, in all the weirdest places when when plea was touring um but i mean now you're just used to you know your creature comforts but uh, you guys are getting old and grumpy but i do think like if uh, for your idea Party I, on forever, guys. Come I, on. I, what I really want to... Oh, no. I can't you, party you on. I got a king Andy, Andy needs to finish. But I, what I really want to know <laughs> is what your wife thinks of this idea, Jeremiah. Because you're she basically saying... She, no, you're basically saying she's totally cool with not sleep, being comfortable and being like... Well, okay, and all okay, of her normal on. routine goes out the window. Okay. If, if we make plans like we would if we were going out of town, then the normal routines can happen, right? Like the teeth brushing and the changing of the contacts and having pajamas. Most of us, most of us and most of our friends will have a decently comfortable bed for people who are staying the night. Here's it's where I like, think. Sounds fancy. It's, it's I the, don't have that. So but you're making is, assumptions now. This is where I think it should go. <laughs> I think if we're going to have this sleepover, we need to do it. Right, where you're all in the same room, sleeping on the floor and the couch and hanging yeah, out all that, night long. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Now we're, we're we're starting to enter really interesting marital waters here. We're like, <laughs> like we're only a step away from some really awkward conversations. 
if staying in the same room is necessitated, that that it starts to get a little weird. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, party on, bro. And I also, you have to sleep in this room with us. It's like, well, I don't know. I'm kind of out on that. <laughs> Jeremiah's making weird <laughs> rules again. This <laughs> is like... This feels like that game when your kids wear the frick. The kid who d- explained it keeps making it more complicated. So nope, you, you gotta know. wear your shoes when you sleep. You have <laughs> yeah, to. Wear. You have to, dude. Don't turn that light off. <laughs> turn it back keep on. Keep the lights on. <laughs> dude, I'll tell what you if, one time we were having. We hired a mom to come in every like a chaperone. Tell us to be quiet. <laughs> and then and then and then you guys have to fart, and I'll laugh, yes. and then I'll and then I'll do it, and you laugh. You're just recreating tour at this point. You're just trying to yeah. make it. Happen. How much yeah, is it? No. Yeah, all the best moments of tour that no. are just. Hey, everyone out there, call up your friend who lives in your same area and say, "Let's have a sleepover and see what happens." Hashtag R- report back to me. <laughs> Hashtag like adult it. sleepover. Hashtag between the sleepover. <laughs> Dude, I will tell you. One time we were we were having a little party over here, and uh, like, I, I'll leave names out, but like, you know, to, like. There was like normal people here, and then some chopper people showed up, and like there's all you know, chopper people, super chopper pe- chopper people are like a lot more wild. super chopper people, chipper <laughs> uh, super chopper people are quite a bit more wild than uh, Rachel and I are. So anyway, there was a guy and his gal were here, and during the party, each of them alluded to me separately, like that they were swingers and like oh gracious and then one of them kept talking about how like yo man we we will um shut a party down we'll stay we'll be the very last ones man like you know we're always the last people to leave and this was after they had both alluded that they were swingers and like (laughs) there was maybe like the it had gotten down to like you know five or six people here Maybe three or four. It was like a small group of people, and I was like really worried that they were going to be the last two people here. <laughs> so finally, and I'm just like with my friend group that know me really well. Like we didn't know these people that well, but my friend group knows me really well knows that I'm the kind of guy that would just be like, all right, I'm tired of you guys being here. Get out of my house. Right. So I eventually had to do that and just be like, all right, everybody, party's over. I need everybody to leave. I'm tired. You know, because I was like really worried that there was going to be some... Creepy crap so, happened, dude. Freaky, freaky. <laughs> I'm not into I don't that. Know, I don't know if I can give a good excuse for it, but my my wife like get when she gets tired, it's like it's over, and like it, she just wants to go to sleep, and like she doesn't really get giggly like that thing that happens to some people that happens to me. So like, there's just not a lot of people that she wants to hang out with. Are you saying o'clock. she was the bummer at the sleepover party, man? Or Potentially, what? I don't want to say that, but I'm saying nowadays there's not. If we went to your house, it'd still be like eleven fifteen, and she'd be like, "I kind of want to go to sleep." Like I, I think that's how. It, but I'm willing to try. I'm willing to try. I'm hey, you know, try. live on the edge, bro. Might, might as well. So, do, so do it when you have a one month old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds like the thing to do. So I would I would I'd like Andy to circle back around to, to motorcycles. Like I would I would love for you to tell us like A, each one of our like what bike we should get. Like what is our bike? And then secondly, like maybe maybe this is the one answer for all three, or maybe it's different. Like what is the, we should do this one thing and then if we don't if it's not our jam, that's fine. Like I always like when I recommend trying something, I'm like, Oh, you should try this thing and do it this way. And have this experience, and if you like it, great. If not, you did it. Like 
You know what I'm saying? Like a like a bike experience. So I need to give each of you a different experience you and don't, a different it, bike. A different no, bike, I think. The experience yeah, is your bike. call. Yeah, give us, tell us what bike you associate with us. And then, like, the number one thing us or anybody should do if they're thinking, well, I'll give it a shot. Okay. Um, let's see, dude. Uh, since Aaron's first memory ever is being on, like, an old, I think you maybe said a Honda uh, blue motorcycle. Honda Hawk. Honda Hawk. Yeah. Um, I think maybe it would be pretty nice of you to be jamming like a Honda. Um, I'm thinking I'm seeing you on like a Honda CB350, though. They make like a, a tight little cafe racer out of those. I'm looking it up. I'm, oh, that's um, cool looking, you know, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. You know, you I'm could paint that. it blue. It'd be tight. That's um, cool. That's a cool bike. It's pretty tight. Uh, let's see, Jeremiah. Um, dude. I just remember that I'm into adult sleepovers when you give this. <laughs> yeah, what is the adult sleepover? Dude, yeah, here's that. That's. I think we're going to put you. What is a bike that says I'm into adult sleepovers, but probably not shrooms? Like, what's okay, that bike? But here's the deal. Here's the deal. That was a joke. I want the real answer. I want to see what kind of bike I'm. I want to see what kind of bike I should get. I don't know. I think you're a renegade man, you know, ready. You want to be able to show up. Renegade uh, man. You want to be able to show up ready and um, equipped. So I'm thinking maybe uh, a Honda Goldwing or maybe a Harley Ultra Classic. Those are bikes that have like a lot of hard bags on them. Whoa. So that hey. way you can like come with... Your party supplies and pizza for your sleepover. <laughs> One of your bags might have some tools on it, just in case we got to do a little bit of carpentry work. Um, dude, you what know, was like the Harley, uh, Harley Ultra Classic. Um, you know, those are like you could, like you could get on that thing and you could ride to California right now and have a sleepover. With uh, you know, one of the guys from Death Star or something. I'm right looking now, at this you know? bike, dude. And these Maya, are the old man bikes, aren't Maya, they? Maya, jump on your bagger and get over here, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. Dude. I mean, you got the most gray in your beard out of all of us right now. So get over it, bro. You're getting old. Bring I'm probably old. Party supplies. Probably older than you. I um, love that you just picked like the lamest bike for Jeremiah. Dude, like, like you would be, lame bike, you would man. look cooler on rollerblades than this bicycle. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I, you I, guys don't know dude, that. Dude, these are the copper bikes, man. Dude, yeah, dude. If you Kappa. look up like, listen, a, Kappa. Dude, look up uh, a Harley FXRP, FXRP for police. Like, dude, that's a cool bike. Oh, it's, that's kind of cool looking. There you go. That's like that's your bike, dude. Because that, that thing's got the bags front, on the, the back of it. Grill thing is a little weird. Oh, I don't dude, know if I think it's called a grill. It's called a fairing. I think they're kind of okay, cool. The front fairing is like a little odd, but the bike looks. That's that's a cool looking bike. Okay, that's the one, dude. You know, <laughs> I mean, like I ten years ago would have thought any kind of bagger was lame. At this point in my life, I'm like. I'm like, let's fill them bags, baby. I'm two steps away from like selling off everything I got and getting a bagger, dude. Today I went and bought saddlebags to put on my chopper. Oh, that's man. how I'm. I'm becoming a pretty old man, dude. I, I do like the utilitarian aspect of being able to put a lot of stuff on my bike. 
Or right. like, dude, I, okay, we could keep going down this route. You could get into one of those, like, I don't know the name of them, like, but like a BMW where they make those like enduro, like cross country things where they got like knobby tires and they have so, hard so, bag panniers. Those are ready to do some work. Man. Just, yes, just two days ago, I'm, I'm working on a job with a client and a, an old friend of mine. And we pulled up in the morning, and he has like one of those kind of like BMW off-road kind of enduro type. I don't know what they're called now. I know they don't call them that usually anymore. But it was a super adventure nice adventure bike. I think they okay, call an them. adventure bike. Yeah. And I pulled up, and he had like he had the jacket you wear that not the leather one, like the one that makes you safe if you fall. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of puffy and like not the coolest look. And then he had this complicated helmet that had like a. Clearly, he had a camera built into it, and then like a then his phone was like plugged into the steering wheel, and there was cables, and there was a bag where he leaned that like had his, st- and then he had bags in the back. And I pulled up, and I was like, I thought like I was like, yeah, it's a cool bike, and he goes, yeah, and I was like, and a lot of accessories, like yeah, it dude. looked like the bike was fifty percent accessories. And to me, it just strikes me that like that's not the reason you're on a motorcycle, like like yeah, when I mean, you are trying to get everything somewhere. That's spoken just like not the vehicle. Ch- to spoken do the like job. a cager, bro. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like a motorcycle. I want to be free, dude. I just want like a yeah, dude. That's like me. One- like I want way less crap. You know, I'd not wear a helmet if I didn't have to. Pretty much, but like I, I, I didn't say it, but I thought like, would you like a motorcycle with your accessories? Like that's what I was thinking. I want a little bit of burger with my ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What about well, Nate? Look, you guys can't have any of my snacks on our next motorcycle trip when you run out, and I've still got plenty of snacks. So. <laughs> you got bags. Uh, fair. Fair enough. <laughs> snacks for days. Because we're not stopping at any gas station. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna. Yeah, because we don't want to be. We don't want people to see how cool we are. So we got to hurry on, dude. And uh, Nate, dude, this is kind of you know an asshole move on my part, but and just doing it. I think you should get a Tomos. It's a moped. Um, they're they're quite small, and the reason I want you to get one is because like ten years ago when I started riding bikes, I was trying to decide like I just needed something to get me around town. Those look cool though. So I was like, I went and almost bought this Tomos off a guy because I just needed a cheap way to get around town, and I didn't have a car. And I'm like, I mean, you're not anywhere as big as i am like i'm 300 pounds i don't know how much you weigh but there's a picture of me on this tomos and it's it's so funny i'll have to find it and send it to you guys like it's <laughs> hilarious how big i am on this little tiny moped and um i think you'd look great on a tomos moped from like the 70s um just scooting line, around atlanta into dude. that I, mean, I actually no, think I'm a scooter fits Nate's vibe. No, yeah, you. Yeah, I mean that's absolutely true. Like, that's but, super, but we'll put that's you some ape hangers on it, dude. dude you bring, yeah. you bring <laughs> it over. I'm a Tomos, dude. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I think like uh, if anyone can rock a scooter well, it's because they don't care, and Nate definitely does. I care. definitely do not care. Like, <laughs> some truly. of these have been modified into like a cafe racer style. They're kind, I mean they're kind of cool. But yeah, I know the ones. Cool. I was just looking at that. I was like, that's pretty cool looking. It's that's a whole scene like modding out mopeds and stuff. Um, it's yeah, a dude. cool, it's a cool guy. Yeah, plus, thing for like sure. not that expensive. I could get into that. I could ride that to the studio. Yeah, and just like all my worries would melt away, you know. So what's right, the, so, what's the starting point? Yeah, yeah what's the experience? Wants to get into it. What's the one thing they should do to try it? 
Dude, um, I mean, I think it'd be cool if all of you guys just went and took one of those courses, man. Like, before you even got a bike, you can go spend like a couple hundred dollars and they teach you how to ride one. They provide the bike for you. Um, and like you spend two days out of your weekend riding a bike around like how long is your weekend (laughs) it's it's infinite right now infinity time right now yeah my life is a weekend right now party forever dude (laughs) but uh dude yeah you go and you learn how to ride a bike and like you could either just count it as like oh man that was a pretty fun weekend instructional you get your license and then there's just this thing where if the world goes to shit and you got to steal somebody's motorcycle and get away from the zombies or whatever, um, that's a thing. Or you find this new uh, passion that you're like, oh, crap, I could spend $1,000 and buy a motorcycle and I got a new hobby. So that's what I say you do. Aaron, there's one in our neighborhood called Kentuckiana Gunslingers, and it's like an abandoned building. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wait like they they do or your lessons at an abandoned building it says driving school it's wild looking i'm in yeah. let's do it let's, do, let's it. do it and then sleep over afterwards let's do it sleep over afterwards then call up andy after his trip and just recap all this yeah i Dude, think that's the yeah way to go. i think it's a series <laughs> nate you can just hang out in atlanta and nobody's gonna talk to you about anything bud <laughs> <laughs> Tell Tell us about about that my Tomos, dude. Tomo, <laughs> these Tomos things look so cool. Dude, with well, the Tomos, you don't even have to go get your license, bro. Dude, I don't have to scoot about, dude. I don't I know how not, it is I'm, in Atlanta, but I don't think you have to have a license for anything under. Well, I'm not, so, so, I don't know how much you're aware, but like, do, are you aware of like the Atlanta like? Uh, and it's not it's not exclusive to Atlanta, but like the whole like like underground like like dirt bike and ATV thing. Does that? 12 o'clock, boys. Absolutely. We got that here in our neighborhood (laughs) for sure. Yeah. It's huge in our neighborhood. Like, yeah, same with my neighborhood. Like, they'll, it it hasn't quite gone into full swing yet, but like, at some point, you'll just be out running an errand, and then 270 like dirt bikes will just like literally end anything you're trying to do. You just have to stop. You just have, (laughs) because there's 200, you know, dirt bikes ripping around, you know like burning through every stop sign and stoplight and like doing crazy tricks and stuff. Like they just own the, like I, no, no one can do anything. It's too many people. It's like, I love it. Crazy. Like I, I know it's like completely irresponsible and like I, I get how uh, inconvenient it is for everybody. Um, but dude, that is so sick. I've never seen a group <laughs> oh, yeah. that big, but there's a group of kids in Nashville. I've probably seen them 30 or 40 deep at a time. And oh, it's so even, much more than even that. if it's just like two or three of them, it, to me, it's the coolest thing ever just to see some kids ripping some four wheelers down the road doing wheelies, yeah. man. It's, it's definitely cool. <laughs> like, I, I mean, the, I understand being frustrated by it. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a person that like gets super uptight about getting to places at a, on time or whatever <laughs> doesn't really bother me. So Really? Yeah, it doesn't bother me. I don't know why. Hey, whatever Nate, that uh, is is dead inside me. Just a heads up, I'm doing a little research here and there there doesn't seem to be any like Tomos uh mopeds in Atlanta, but there's some there's a sick knee scooter on here that I feel like is like a, knee, a knee scooter. <laughs> <laughs> like what people would ride around in Walmart. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one here that I feel like you could put some flames on and really gotcha. rip out, you know. 
But <laughs> dude, yeah, those crazy uh those crazy dirt bike dudes really get at it, man, in the summertime. And I can hear them a lot of times too. I'll, like if I'm out like on my porch or whatever, I'll just I'll just know they're out because it's yeah. just like this crazy off in the distance cacophony. I get, I, I get it. I mean, Andy it was awesome. Andy stopped by my house a few weeks ago, which I'm glad. Please do that again, Andy. Like yeah, that, that was sick. so sick. And we just sat in the backyard and a nice windy day and talked and I, I don't have I mean I have good memories of motorcycles, just the budget hasn't been it hasn't been in the cards, but I ride my bike a lot and I get the feeling of like feeling really free, like being out there and kind of getting speed going. And it's funny, anytime I get a bunch of friends together who haven't like if I have a friend who comes and visits and it's late at night, we want to ride down to the restaurant and we take the bikes, they'll always inevitably, like five minutes in, if it's a nice night and we're on bikes, they'll usually say, I haven't been on bikes since I was fourteen or something like that. And then they'll be like, man, I feel so free. And then someone will make a joke about being in the ET scene and taking off into the moon. It just, it does feel, and so, and I've taken more than so much recently, just got on my bike and I just, just, I'm just cruising around, just like checking things out. I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying, I I don't call it jamming. I call it slow jamming because it's not quite, but, uh, but yeah, just that feeling of like, I can just kind of check things out. I'm not trying to get miles under my, my. But I, that seems like that's the draw. It's just a way to kind of just do one thing and kind of put everything off of your mind and just – is it it's zen for you? Yeah, dude. I mean, it just – that whole, like, wind in your face, um, you know, being being out of the cage, you know. Um, <laughs> it's good, man. Like, I hadn't ridden – I, I bought a bicycle, like, probably six years ago thinking, oh, man, I'm going to ride bikes so that way I can get into shape and – I just always rode my motorcycle instead. Um, mm. So I don't have a bike anymore. Um, but yeah, dude, like just being out there, being in the breeze, riding, we always say knees in the breeze, you know, that whole thing. Um, feels good, man. I like it. I love it. I, I, You know what? This is so fun. I love thinking about bikers. Have you guys seen that meme going around about how cute biker gangs are because they're wearing matching outfits and stuff? Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's, I love the idea of like somebody sitting down and drawing out these biker gang logos and like coming up with these sayings. Like, it is, it's like so fun to think of like these like gnarly dudes and this culture that's come up around it. It's just kind of like, it's so. I don't mean this in a mean way, but it's quirky and like. Isn't oh, that literally sure. just, professional sports like to a T? Like even more cringy though. Um, like it's exactly like like it's like take the creativity sports, out of it, and then sport, that's professional sports. Well, professional <laughs> sports. Okay, what I want to know, what I don't know, and what I would want to know is what is the when you're a gang, right? You're a biker gang, and we're coming up with our name, right? The players don't come up with their name or the branding or any of that. They're just out there playing the game. When you're coming up with your gang name and you're figuring out what is our gang about and who's going to build our website and who's going to like design our logo, isn't who's going to print our shirts? Who's got right, a good rate on that? that? Isn't Nate? Didn't little, you have a guy? I, I, I get what guy, you're yeah. saying Nate, that, that that is similar, but like, yeah, those are just no. More, it's just worse in every way. Motor- motorcycle gangs are better than every professional sport to ever. We, we can we can we can workshop this right now. I think the four of us need to come up with a name for our biker gang right now, and we need we need a saying, and then is, Jeremiah, is, you can work up a logo, and this is, could be a piece of merch we sell in the bit between the notes. Okay. What about the bike rats? Is no. is the biker is the biker though is he just like laying his head on his pillow at night like thinking like bike rats no 
and just kind of like like rolodexing through names and to, and then like how does he present it to his biker friends? Well, right now, Andy, we want you to name our biker gang. What is coming to mind? Like what what's got your what's got your juices flowing? Gosh, dude, I don't know. Like all the good ones were taken like back in the day, like Hell's Angels. <laughs> That's the coolest thing you could ever come up with, right? Yeah. Or the Outlaws. Um, geez, man, I don't know. Uh, I'm not that creative. Um, the bike rats is pretty dope. We need something that encompasses um all of it, sleep you know. Overs? Every every sleep. How about the snack bags? <laughs> the snack, the snack bags. bags. Snack snack boys. Snack with the how about snack boys? What about the boy snacks? The boy <laughs> Um, I do like anything that has to do with snacking or eating. Um the ice cream pals. We could oh, ice we, cream pals. Yeah, I like the pals. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, chums. Ice cream yeah, chums. My biker pals. We did, on, did, we only ride Andy, to you, ice cream shops. You, ice cream. Ooh, gelato I'm, shops. I'm way do, in. Do you know do you know Jordan uh McGee from Advent? Yeah. So what he's done a tour, some tours with us, played drums for us, good friend, great dude. And he did that big four today Norma Jean tour with us and uh him and Nate were just absolutely riffing the whole time like just riffing hard hard and they'd be in the front together so we started calling them the front seat boys and that yeah. we, we we thought that'd make a sick cut jacket like front seat boys yeah dude you know? if I'll, one of us ever comes into like a ton of money <laughs> it's definitely gonna happen some cool like embroidered like denim jackets i love that he's hilarious well, I want, dude I want he can, you guys he's like the funniest our, dude ever our bike gang name what if we named our what if we named it sleepover buddies and I'm, and like there has just, to be a hardness to it, though. See, that's that we're the thing. Like we're being funny. They're not being funny. Most of them are not being funny. They're like, it's it's a hard thing. Well, like it's all a, those like super hard, like Hell's Angels, all that, like Satan slaves. Like those were like in the 60s, you know? They were right, like a yeah. bunch of like war guys that had just been over to like Vietnam and were like killing people. And then they came right. back to America and started making choppers and and I, and they were they are hard like all us dudes that are doing the like motorcycle thing now any kind of new club that's being made is just total poser bullcrap at this point so that's why all the names are like super lame now what if we called you know? ourselves the sleepy chums sleepy chums um yeah, sleepy dude chums. i don't know let's let's say bros bros is the last word Right. Sleepy, okay, we're ending them bros. That's just good. I like the structure. Num bros. Um, we just have to man. take something we like. Like, what about like baklava? Like the baklava bros. Or the snack attack bros? Snack snack pack bros. Lunchables. The, I'm just riffing. <laughs> Lunchables. Um, Luncha bros. Luncha bros. <laughs> the snack party bros, dude. We snack. snack we party. party. Um Ride to snack, snack to ride, dude. Oh, <laughs> that is a very true cycle. This is a marketing machine right here. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. We, well, need like your, we need your help with between the notes, man. Get us going here. <laughs> I've been wanting to do a, a ride, uh, ride motorcycles, eat tacos shirt. I think that would do well. That you do know, well. dang, dude. You guys uh, up for thanking or no thanking? I was gonna say it feels like oh, the time. Yeah. I'm going right. to go last. Thanks or no thanks? I'm going to go last. 
You remember what thanks no thanks is, right, Andy? Yeah, dude. You thankful some person? You know, well, I only have to choose one, right? One. right, right. That's right. right. Thankful you get to or one. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. All right. Do I go first? Well, you, you don't. No, you don't have to go first unless you've got one. Jeez, I got man. One. Go to, Nate. Go, go ahead. Nate. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw a thanks to <laughs> karaoke. Ooh. In general. Yeah, just the concept of it. I've <laughs> never done it, but I'm into the idea. <laughs> so we, during the quarantine, we decided, the three of us that live at my house, my wife and my brother and I, we're like, yeah, we should just be doing karaoke. It's like no reason not to. Um, So we just started doing it. Cool. Just do it all the time now. It's your version of a sleepover, and I'm into we, it. We just plug in the mic. I'd rather do a sleepover crank it than up. karaoke, but... Plus, it's like... It's three of us, so it's like there's not a lot of pressure. <laughs> I love that to be that good. it's just you and your wife and your brother. Yeah, just super stoked doing your own karaoke in your yeah. own house. I, but I will say, eventually, it gets to the point where we're just doing songs that the other people don't really like or care about, and that's we we've learned. With, there's a cutoff point where you're just like, all right, this has to be done because the first time we did it, we did it for probably like four and a half hours, and. That's so it insane. Was, it got insane. It got it went off a cliff, dude. It got <laughs> so weird. It got. Is there so like an weird. app or something that you use, or a website, or YouTube.com? You type in the name of the song, and then you type the word karaoke after it, and, it's and then you cast that to your smart TV if you're. Uh, uh, yeah. If you're in a situation where you have something like that, you know what I mean. I want you to invite a friend or a set of friends over one time and just say, "Okay, we're gonna do karaoke." And, not there. They're not into it. They just watch you do karaoke. I'm down. Yeah. I I like yeah. doing it. I think, I think it's super do fun. It. Do you have I, a go? Do you have a go to like song or artist that you're like? All right, I'm about to light this mug off right I, now. So part of the reason why doing this is fun is because it's there's no pressure. You can be as terrible as you want. Uh, and I always do. So I I have like five or six songs I do every time to try to get better at them. So. Can we get just like one? Yeah, that, like so. I, just want to imagine I, it. I do. Uh, when uh, I do, uh, when you were young by the Killers and oh. Mr. Brightside, I do both nice. those. Killer. I do. Uh, I believe in a thing called love by the Darkness. Ooh, oh, that's a winner. Yeah, and that one's really hard. That's why I do it every time because it's like I just gotta get better at it. Yeah. Yeah. And I do Say It Ain't So by Weezer. Oh, well. And I do... The Fish in a Barrel at that point. Hold on. What else do I do? Uh, Creep by Radiohead. Not my favorite Radiohead song, but a good karaoke song. Right. Uh, Last night I did Rosanna by Toto, which went pretty well. I've tried Africa, and that one is way... Wordy songs really like... Mm. I can't do them. I'm terrible with the words, and I forget the cadence of everything. I'm just like... That's like the singing part I usually do okay with, like if I can remember everything, but it's like remembering the like getting the lyrics and the and the cadence down is the hard part. So that Africa's out. I that song is too many words and they don't make sense. Uh The Scientist by Coldplay is so easy to sing. And that's such a crowd pleaser. It just works, you know. Let mm. me ask you a question. So like you turn the lyrics on on your TV. Mm-hmm. But then you're facing your TV to see the words. Are they <laughs> sitting on the couch facing the TV too, or do yeah. you? Uh, well, see, you got to stand between him so and the TV. They stand in the way. Yeah, they stand in the way. You need to step up the game a little bit. Side. 
Like maybe you get some chairs where they're sitting at the TV facing the couch. <laughs> so, so they're watching you. You're or performing, yes. if you're like really, really into this crap, then get you a TV on the backside of the living room over in the corner. So that's I've been specifically pushing. for karaoke. This is this is we we know that we can make this better, but I've been pushing. All we really need is to cast from a laptop, and then you could see everything on the laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, there you go. And I and every time I go, why don't we just do it that way? And they'll and everyone's just like, no, this way is fine. We'll do it this way. So it's very informal. Like we could do it better. Um, and we don't use a PA. We just use like studio monitor, so it's not like super super loud or anything like that. But. Um, you know, but it's like, yeah, we have like they've got a little echo on the on the mic and everything, and it's like <laughs> mostly it's it's mostly cool. And if it's a popular song, then usually like it sounds okay. Sometimes you pick like a not super popular song, and YouTube kind of lets you down there, you know. But mm. it's fun. It's it's a good time. If you ever wanted to get better at karaoke, quarantine is the time to do it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like no pressure. I'm a so pretty I'll terrible next. singer. I got a simple one. I've got a big thank you for to my parents for taking my son to Houston for like almost four weeks. So that's called that's a month cool. in most places. That's a big almost deal. four weeks is not called a month anywhere, but like <laughs> <laughs> whoa, dude. Cat fight. Not even our shortest month is actually. Less than four months. Actually, <laughs> you did the actually. What are you talking about? You all both actuallying <laughs> each other. <laughs> well, February is almost exactly four weeks long. No, so. it is exactly four weeks long. Well, depending oh on who you goodness. ask, Jeremiah, you're being a pretty stickler about this. Someone anyway, how am I being the stickler? Anyway. You're being the stickler, and I'm correcting you. <laughs> yeah, you would have so, had to say. Almost a month. They call that almost a month. Like, right. in, you know, they wouldn't call that a month. I, I'm right on this one. It's okay. Yeah. But I have, I, I love you my son. And there's no, like, I, he's having a blast. And we're having a good time here with Mary. So that's cool. Good time. Love it. That's cool, man. You sound like a pretty terrible dad. To think <laughs> that you hadn't seen your kid in a month. Gosh. Um... <laughs> Is it me or Aaron? Aaron, you're going last? Dude, yeah, I'm going to go last. Um, dude, I could get pretty big and existential on it, but I'm just going to keep it light. I'm thankful to Blake Martin and his pool. He has a, uh, a above ground, like maybe three and a half foot deep, maybe 16 to 18 feet in diameter pool. Um you know, you could probably buy it at Walmart for like three or four hundred dollars, but uh, that pool in the summer brings us so much joy. Uh, just yesterday, there were probably ten to twelve of us, just adults, just hanging out in this little pool. You know, and we cooked some hot dogs and smoked some wings, and uh, just hung out, dude. And uh, it's amazing what that little bit of water can do to just bring some friends together and hang out. You know, the world is insane right now. And we could have, we could, it's insane that we've done this whole podcast and not even touched on like all the madness that's going on in the world. And we could do that for hours, but like, it's very cool that you can just like get together with some friends and escape uh, the reality a little bit by eating some hot dogs and hanging out in a pool. Mm. 
Um, so yeah. I'm super Andy, thankful for that. Andy, just picture this. At the end of that night, you don't go home. Yeah, I was back. <laughs> the bad thing about Blake's the house. <laughs> Blake's house has got two long-haired dogs, and they shed a lot. And Ooh, I wear no. I'm good. Yeah. I'm going home. I wear good. nothing but black. So, like, <laughs> if I were to sleep on their couch, I'm jammed up. I'd have to wash my clothes. And he's done a lot of work on his house recently, hasn't he? Like, getting that backyard set up. Yeah, dude. He just poured, like, a crazy, like a, a concrete pad that goes all the way across the back of his house. I helped him shovel a bunch of gravel for that. Um, and, yeah, he's going to do, like, an overhang and stuff. And he's living, he's living that life, dude. Nice. Yeah, sub- suburb life. That's awesome. Um, yeah, man, I got to thank Doris Stout, my grandmother, my nanny passed away this week. Um, oh, man. and, and that's, that's now that's my second grandparent. I've lost her in the quarantine and, and like had to kind of miss the, uh, the actual, just, you know, you have to do it all differently and it's weird. It's like hard to process cause you don't get all the normal, you know, signpost, but my nanny was awesome. She's 88. My mom's mom. I'm like I'm 37, and and until two years ago, all my grandparents were still alive. So I feel like I've been really fortunate. Uh, but she she loved people and she loved the Lord, and uh, she was a fiery, graceful lady. And um, and prayers for my pappy, because man, I've never ever seen him in my whole life without her. Um, but that's what's happening. But I'm just super thankful for my nanny. So, Andy, we're thankful to you. Yeah, man. Holy smokes. Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm the greatest, man. Thanks for thanking me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, this is cool. Like, I, I just love being, uh, like I said earlier, just getting to talk to people that you don't get to talk to that often. Like, I'm in a, I'm in a bubble, you know, of like you all, you always are. Like, you're in your friend bubble. So when you get to get outside of it and like have any sort of like meaningful conversation outside of that, it feels good, you know. Yeah. Well, Andy, some people have the ability. I think. Um, and not not to just be kind, but to sort of create a, their own gravity to make people feel welcome and to create like little mini cultures. And I feel like you've always had that. Like you've always been able to make people feel welcome and at home. Uh, and I've mentioned it to you before because it's just so obvious to me. So I think it's a really good work worth doing. And it may not. It, it I think it means more to people than you know. So keep up the good work. Keep the party going forever, man. Thanks, dude. That's a plan. I just I hey, grew where up, can people like, find your stuff, dude? Um, like right now, just a plea for Andy is like all my socials, Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook and all that. Um, I'm like currently booking uh, people for a podcast, so it will be dubbed Party On Forever. Um, but it's it's not out yet or anything. But uh, if you follow me on all the socials at a plea for Andy then uh, there'll be more information coming soon. Love that. Yeah. Ready to jam. We'll, we'll have to do we'll, some sick crossover content, baby. We'll, we'll do it. I mean, I know you're trying to schedule us, and it's like we're, we have, we're, you know, everybody wants us at this, but we'll do it, you know, like just to make <laughs> we'll, you feel we'll better. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, well, like you apparently don't like to show up to anything on time, so. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> I don't know, bud. That would offend me, except for I just said I don't really care. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, how but do, you know what? How do I have you on? Do I just sit there? You got these other two dudes to save hey. you. If I just wanted you on a podcast, <laughs> I'm sitting here at a black screen for 15 minutes waiting on fairness, you. In all fairness, I have never been late to a podcast before. The other guys will uh, confirm that I That's, always show up. 
He's got been on time to all seven so far. And, but you know and what? This he's, time, he's I always was voting. You know, he was always on time for democracy, and you can say that about that's Nate. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm trying to all stick right. it to the man. Right. You know. <laughs> all right, we love you. We love you, Andy. Yo, love you Peace guys. Out. Thanks for having me. This was great. See ya. All right. Give us the soon. catchphrase, Nate. Bye. 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 Between the notes, the ever since heard the day.